Vladimir Putin announced this week that Russia will begin using the Chinese yuan uh, to, for international payments instead of the dollar. Saudi Arabia is also in talks with Beijing to do the same thing. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, they are in talks uh, with Iran as well to consider an economic alliance with China and Russia. And they can even be joining the BRIC countries, which is an acronym for these countries here, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. <laughs> Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. I'm one of your hosts, Michelle. Leah will be joining us very, very shortly. It is a Sunday, which means we're going to bring you the world news, top world news from all around the world. You know, we've been talking about what's been going on in Ukraine with the Orthodox Church there. They have now arrested the head bishop at the Lavra. This is getting out of hand, all because of, quote unquote, Russian sympathies. So you've got that going on. And I'm just like, at what point do we wake up? They're literally arresting bishops. And the United States is funding this. We are funding it. Not only are we funding it, but we're supplying the weapons that they're using to arrest these people. I mean, this is just absolute insanity. Then the biggest thing for me, and Lee and I have been waiting for a couple of days to really hit on this, I mean, I think we briefly mentioned it on Friday's show, is to talk about what is going to go on with the global monetary system. We've been on the U.S. petrodollar for decades. The world functions on it. It's, it's unconstitutional, by the way. It's, I, I want to just say illegal, but unconstitutional is enough. It's, it's against God. The, the petrodollar, and we've done long expositories and, and exposés, whatever you want to call it. Your phone is still muddy from yesterday. We have a story to tell you all. Oh, my goodness. Um, on how the petrodollar came about. It's supposed to be gold back, but the dollar has, a, a, any dollar, especially a world, uh, you know, based currency is, has to be based on something. So it's oil. So if they start trading for oil, in anything other than the dollar, look out. And we are actually headed that direction, and we're going to get into that today, too. So I w Lee and I want to dispel some of the fears that are involved with this because a lot of people are freaking out. You know, I heard about Glenn Beck's program last week, and, and people were talking about it. My best friend called me about it. Um, I, I saw posts about it on Facebook. I did not listen to it. But from what I heard, the gist that I got was, as a result of us shifting to um, 
the Chinese yuan, and we're going to talk about that, instead of the dollar to, to trade globally on, the whole world is going to catch on fire and descend into wherever that would go. And that's just not true. That's not true. So let's bring the fear level down. And you have to understand something about Glenn Beck. He's Mormon. Love the Mormons. So great. Awesome people. But their entire religion is predicated on being prepared for the end of the world. We get, what well, we used to anyway, bags of wheat um, and, and foods at... at they're called canneries, right? So they're they're the Mormons have these. Um, the Mormons have a religious rule that every person in their d denomination has to have a year's worth of food. Yeah, they stocked are, up. They're prepping because they believe the kind of a dispensational end times theology and a millennial reign that um, things have to get worse and worse, and they want to prepare for it. But they don't. But Glenn, but they're kinda... not a pre-rapture. People. They're going to go, gonna through, go it. through it. So, so, and Glenn kind of is on the one hand, he's just terrified of it. On the mm -hmm. other hand, he's excited about it. So, and I get that actually. So anyway, when it comes to what's going on with the monetary system, let's just take a breath. What they want to do is really nefarious. And we had a really long conversation with Scott Kesterson yesterday we did. about all of this. And he's got some ideas and theories that make a lot of sense. Right. When you say all of this, um, have you... What what are we talking about? We're so talking we're talk about the uh, the the I shift mentioned it. I mentioned and it. the alliance between uh, monetary policy right. with basically the East, China, Russia. Russia doesn't need to consider itself East, but um, but they do for all intents and purposes. So Russia and China have have cozied up, and they joined um, Uzbekistan. Tajikistan, Pakistan, all the stands, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and what Israel is pretty ha, uh, pretty scared because Iran is now joining this mm -hmm. this group. Interestingly enough, with the this is this is why we're playing this game of world realignment and the leftist government in Brazil is joining with communist China. Wow. So under Bolsonaro, he was very much against the war in Ukraine. Yeah. However, he also knows that China is the one to be beat. China is going into every nation, every country, doing this stealth takeover of every country. China has positioned itself. Mm-hmm. Not through... China is a global dominating world power that has more power than the British Empire ever did mm. in a different way. Chinese goods, if taken out of every nation, would cause such a massive disruption in almost every person's way of life that this world could not survive mentally without China. Yeah. You just can't. And Russia wants more Chinese goods. Russia knows that if you've got cheaper things to provide for your people, no matter how they're produced, then your your people will be better off. Right. 
this whole realignment, and even as Trump has said, so China works out an alliance between Iran and Saudi Arabia. That's huge. China is taking over the Middle East, and now we have, they're hooking up with Brazil, and nobody even knew what was happening. This all happened on Biden's watch. I would beg to differ a little bit with Trump there because um, China's been doing this for a long time. Yeah. A long, long time. China has a agnostic yet religious goal. They say that they're atheists, but they believe in China as its religion. And so it doesn't matter what necessarily happens in their lifetimes. Mm -hmm. They do see China as a religious almost yeah. deity to continue on. So this week we've seen Saudi Arabia enjoy, uh, agreed to join, we're going to talk in detail about this, the Shanghai Cooperation Organization as a dialogue partner, not a full partner, but a dialogue partner. China and Brazil made a deal to ditch the dollar for trade. China and France completed the first uh, LNG trade settlement in Juan. Wow. Now the Juan is one of the most corrupted currencies in the entire world. Mm -hmm. The fact that France worked a deal with China in Juan, they are worse with their Juan in fake printed dollars. Oh, by a million. Than like, uh, infinity. America could ever be with the Federal Reserve. And trading on that gives the those who hold the Juan... Here's the thing. The reason why Hong Kong is so important is that trading through Hong Kong gives China legitimacy because everyone knows that the yuan is toilet paper. Okay? <laughs> so that's why Hong Kong was so important to them. Um, the, the ASEAN nations consider dropping the U.S. dollar, the euro, the yen, and the British pound from financial transactions. We learned that the BRICS reserve currency could be potentially backed by gold and other commodities such as rare earth elements. We do know that Russia and China are both amassing gold. This all happened within seven days. At the same time, the world is beginning to grasp the BRICS block is going to expand in a big way. People act surprised at Saudi Arabia working closely with China. There have been many signposts, including the 2021 and 2021 when Saudi Arabia or, or Saudi uh, Armaco, um, that China's energy security would be the highest priority for the next 50 years. That Saudi Arabia would say, we want to secure China's energy. Mm -hmm. I don't have all of them all up, by the way. I know. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, the world was shocked to learn that Saudi Arabia was willing to engage in discussions regarding trade conducted in currencies beyond the confines of the U.S. dollar. You see, when we go off of the Saudi Arabia deal um, with the petrodollar, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. And so what we're saying this, uh, that this is from Gold Telegraph. Buy the ticket, take the ride. Oh, dear. Buy the ticket. We're on a ride, baby. Could you um, go ahead and play? This is a terrifying... Wait, just stop. Look at this picture. This is terrifying to me. Not really. I mean, you've got Bolsonaro and Modi in there. But, but President G and Putin. And Putin. With and and Ramaswamy. Or, or who's the guy? Rama something from South Africa there. 
I mean, to me, this is just like, what is even happening? So can I throw out real quick, and, and it's I shouldn't actually, because I, I need to let Scott Kesterson do all the details on, on how he wants. Scott believes that there is a Trump alignment. Like, like literally, if he could insert Trump in there, he would. Mm -hmm. um, he thinks that that's a, that's a very legitimate uh, thing. I'm not sure. That's, I'm just I'm reporting on what uh, Kesterson says. We shall see. We shall see. I don't see Trump aligning with China at all. Period. I don't either, right? And I think the re I, I, when you look at Bolsonaro in there and you see uh, Bolsonaro is gone now. And the the one that made yeah. the deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Brazil, You're right. You're right. The Brazil You're right. deal That's that was point. made there. Point. The Brazil deal that was made there is made with Lula, right? The far, far, far left guy who stole the election, right? You're right. So, uh, but at the same time, Bolsonaro was making deals with China. So it continued on. So uh, it goes. Okay, I've got two videos for you. If you could bring up the CBS video yep. in my Twitter feed. This is even CBS reporting on the Saudi Arabia joining the Shanghai Cooperation Organization. So let's, before we play this though, let's explain why we're playing mainstream media on this. Because it's reporting on it. No, just play it. I'll, I'll, I'll do the commentary afterwards. You just I play it. Did you just tweet it out? No. Is it further down? Yeah, in a minute you can bring them all up. Okay. We're going to have Neil Oliver. He's going to talk about AI and CBDCs. Mm -hmm. This is a big deal. I mean, this is money is going to be the talk moving forward. If you don't mm -hmm. like to talk about money for the next couple of months, just well, it's not money. Start gar Exactly. We're start talking about money. Anyway. We're talking about the deep state and the next thing they're going to do. Would you have wanted somebody to warn you about the jab and lockdowns? Because that's about what that is what is happening right now with the CBDCs but it's good and the news. realignment. You're right. You make a good point because it means that we uh, we can bring it to you way ahead of time. We will be two steps ahead. Saudi Arabia, of course, also making moves to deepen ties with China. And just a few days ago, we saw that latest tie-up via Aramco. But now they're moving further into markets. Tell us more. Yeah, so now they're joining the SCO, that is the Shanghai Corporation Organization. And now this is not a full membership. This is what they call a dialogue partnership, but it certainly is a step towards that full membership. But what it certainly underpins is the closening ties between Riyadh and Beijing. And the way that this uh, apparently went down, of course, remember President Xi Jinping heading to Riyadh, and this is where it was reportedly spoken about Saudi Arabia's desire to do this, which it had frequently expressed that it wanted to be a part of this strategic grouping. However, there are reports suggesting that one of the concerns at that time was about Iran and the fact that it was going for a full membership. That is actually expected to take effect from next month. Now, of course, just a couple of weeks ago, we had Beijing brokering the Saudi-Iran deal. So it does look like some of these uh, concerns have moved on now. And it looks like Saudi Arabia is following in the footsteps uh, of uh, Iran now that they have reestablished uh, their ties. So um, as far as Chinese state media is characterizing all of this, they say that uh, the SCO appeal is very much growing. It sort of offers a no strings attached or maybe fewer strings attached sort of partnership, which benefits countries from a strategic and economic standpoint. You just mentioned, of course, increasing investments when it comes to China, uh, when it comes to crude oil. I think it's important to look at this from the perspective of President Xi Jinping. This looks like a big win for him off the back of securing that third term. It looks like he gets more friends in the region who are less critical of his policies on areas like Xinjiang. It's very consistent with his ideas about multilateralism and very much in line with him wanting to play a much bigger role on the international stage. But perhaps more importantly, Hadley, which is what the view of this SCO is all about, is that 
it counters the US, which President Xi Jinping has been pointing the finger at more directly lately for countering China's own development. So it does look like that the view uh, is this is about exerting more influence for China across the region. You Back think? Saudi Arabia. It looks like okay. it. Okay. So it's going to take you a second, if you would. I but will I've get got them a all. Tucker. Go ahead and bring up the rest of those. The Tucker Carlson clip, really breaking this down and how dangerous it is to have this this alignment. And uh, while we're at it, I'm going to definitely look for that uh, Glenn, Glenn Beck uh, clip here. Saudi Arabia joins the, the China... sky is falling one. Yeah. Saudi Arabia joins China-led economic and security bloc. Russia also member. So in the latest evidence of major, sh major shifts from Zero Hedge in global power dynamics, the Saudi government has approved the kingdom's partial membership in the Chinese-led economic, political, and security bloc. Saudi Arabia will join this Shanghai Cooperation Organization. It's got in it, the full members are China, Russia, India, Pakistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, and Uzbekistan. Uh, Iran is expected to become a full member later this year, while other dialogue partners include two more countries that have traditionally been in the U.S. sphere of influence, Qatar and Egypt. Underscoring the group's security component, the SCO members will conduct a joint counterterrorism exercise mm. in Russia's uh, Chelyabinsk region, north of Kazakhstan, in August. Wow. It's another Saudi-China-Russian integration. Saudi Arabia decides to join the SCO. Iran also recently joined the SCO. Asia is uniting as one big but diverse family, while Europe is destroying itself. By engaging with these U.S. rivals, it really does seem like this multipolarity pol polarity is in full bore here now, said the Atlantic Council fellow Jonathan Fulton from the Wall Street Journal. Saudi Arabia's decision comes three months after China's Xi Jinping visited Saudi Arabia, just days after state-owned Saudi Arabia made two world-surprising announcements. If you could just go ahead and bring up the Tucker clip, um, signaling a huge push into China. The Saudi, uh, the Saudi petrochemical giant will build a $10 billion refinery in China and acquire a 10% stake in a leading Chinese oil refinery. China recently brokered a rapprochement uh, between longtime Middle East rivals Saudi Arabia and Iran. The two countries announced they will restore full diplomatic ties and the kingdom credited China for serving as a bridge that made it possible. Did you feel the love in the room? No. I felt the love in the room. Mm. All these Middle Eastern guys here in the room with China bringing all the love of Jesus. Xi uh, said the dialogue will play a major role in strengthening regional unity and cooperation. Speaking of regional cooperation, Saudi Arabia is also close to restoring diplomacy with the Syrian government, which was targeted for regime change by the United States with heavy assistance from Saudi Arabia. This is insanity. We're the only ones left there in Syria. They want, Saudi Arabia wanted to overthrow the Syrian government. And now they're like, you know what, let's be friends. We're going to realign here. These developments all point to the waning influence of the United States. All right, Tucky, I think you, and then uh, start. Whoa. Hang on, I don't know if that's going to work. Hang on, I'll do that again the other time. Oh, the other Wait time? Wait for it. Hang on, no, I got him. Okay. And then go in like 45 seconds when you start it. Yeah, that's good. Hang on. I don't know if it's going to play if I made it big first. Yeah, it has an issue. Jeez. You might have to... I'm going to refresh. Doing show web technology. Let's see land for a moment. Let's just... There we go. Let's pretend... Just, just a wait good, a minute, a good Tucker. Chunk. 
Okay, let me turn the volume up. Boom. Country. Well, here are the first two. Earlier this month, Iran and Saudi Arabia, the two most significant powers in the Muslim world, announced that after generations of proxy wars and snarling hostility to one another, they will be resuming diplomatic relations. Peace has broken out between blood enemies. As recently as last year, very few would have thought that could happen, and now it has happened. And it's happened, and here's a significant thing from an American perspective, it's happened because China, not the U.S. State Department, but the communist Chinese government, brokered the deal. The world's largest atheist state has halted religious conflict between two theocracies. Mm -hmm. Did you see that coming? Probably not, but there's more. Yesterday, China's President Xi turned up in Moscow to announce a new partnership with Russia. Going forward, Russia will supply much of China's oil and natural gas. Vladimir Putin also agreed to use Chinese currency in trade with Asia, Africa, and Latin America. Once again, holy smokes. As with the Iran-Saudi summit, very few people imagined anything like this could happen just 18 months ago. Quote, change that hasn't happened in 100 years, Xi said, is coming, and we are driving this change together. Mm. Now, what change was Xi talking about? Well, the end of American global hegemony, the end of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. For 100 years, he got it right, since the close of the First World War, the United States has been the preeminent nation on Earth. For 40 of those years, we were locked in a Cold War with the Soviet Union, of course. But at no time, no matter what they may have claimed, was there ever really a question about who was the most powerful country. We were the most powerful country. It was the American era. That era just ended a little over two years into Joe Biden's presidency. But amazingly, no one in this country seems to notice that it happened. That story is not leading the news tonight. Instead, we're arguing about whether or not to arrest Donald Trump for a fake crime to keep him from running for president again. Over at the White House, our senile president just gave some sort of medal to a sitcom actress, presumably for her bravery. You read those scripts so boldly. CNN is covering that story like it's the moonwalk. On Twitter, meanwhile, people seem excited that our vice president has sent a letter to a transvestite TikTok star called Dylan Mulvaney, who's famous for dressing like a six-year-old girl. Okay, Kamala Harris that. is very proud of him. That's the news. Okay, so a couple um, charts here. I don't know if you've got them up or not. I got them. Okay. Well, I can get them. They're here. Okay. No, saw them earlier. Nope. Wait for it. Just tell them what it okay, is. Okay, so go. the Saudi Arabia trades more with China than with the U.S. and the EU combined. Needless to say, the petrodollar's days are numbered. And I've got a chart here. And when Michelle um, gets it up, it's Conathan 2030. You're looking okay. for it. So when you're looking at this chart, and you're going to see it here in a... I think it's way over here in the left. So I don't know if you, if you don't have it up over here in the left. Then you don't. there it is. Okay. I saw it. It's like one of those like playing okay. flashcards uh -huh. or whatever. What's that okay. game? Were you yep. matching? Matching? Mm -hmm. I just didn't remember where I saw it. So I would have lost the game. All right. So we've got China here in I believe the red <clears throat> with the United States here at, at the, the bottom. bottom and Saudi Arabia here in the middle. And it looks like Saudi Arabia turns to China. And you can see back in 2001. Isn't that just the European Union in the middle? I'm just going by the flags they got there. Hmm. What is it? It says it's not talking about the European Union at I'm all. I'm just wondering. It just looks like the European Union flag. That's all. I don't think so. Um, 
So when you're looking at how much it says it's Saudi Arabia, so okay. I don't see. So Saudi Arabia turns. Then to there's China. not a Saudi Arabian flag there. No. That's okay. So in in 2001, it was 2002. The oil price um, was 24 dollars a barrel. Not very not very high. It is the EU. It says in 2020, trade with China surpasses the EU and the US. Okay. Okay. Are you sure that's just on a time frame? I'm pretty sure. That, yeah, up 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 at the top of the right hand corner it says share 2021 China okay. EU US. Okay, cool. Thank you for reading our chart correctly. You're welcome. Okay, so you've got the EU. So Saudi Arabia turns to China now. Okay, so China, Saudi Arabia is not on this chart, but it's just <laughs> telling us that Saudi Arabia trades more with China than with the EU and the US combined here. But you can see that. Look at look at look at 2001. How much? China is trading and look at where China is now. Let me explain this chart. So this, I think what it, it's doing is, is explaining Saudi Arabia's mm -hmm. trade with China. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing, so Saudi Arabia is the subject mm -hmm. and the chart are the three countries. Yep. So what you're looking at is how much Saudi Arabia has traded mm -hmm. um, with China. So on the far right, on the far left, you see that they didn't trade with China very much at all in 2021. That's the thin red line and kind of evenly with the EU and with the United States. So they weren't getting a lot of fuel. So there was a, a, a massive amount of trade. China was kind not of having a lot of fuel from in, Saudi Arabia in 2008. Mm -hmm. Then they're kind of equally trading a ton in 2020, in 2012. And then as we go and to now the Saudi far Arabia, right of the chart, yeah, it's, that, that big red blob is, is Saudi Arabia tra trading with China. They're actually trading with the EU more than they are with the United mm -hmm. States. And so what you really need to look at is the far, far, far right of mm -hmm. that chart. And it's it's depicted with the 87 billion that they're trading with China right now mm -hmm. versus 53 billion that they're trading with the EU and only 25 billion that they're trading so with the US. So they've gone, in 2001, it was, they were trading with China about 4 billion bucks, like nothing. And, and now 87 billion. But they were trading with the United States, 19 billion. So they've only gained 6 so, billion so in the United States, saying, but they've gained 83 billion of trade China, with uh, China. China imported $45 billion worth of fuel. So it's, these are fuel trades here, okay, with with Saudi Arabia. And seeing that Saudi Arabia is doing bigger numbers with China, then I'm going to align with these guys who are making me way more money, who are spent and giving me way more money. And immediately... The United States can say, well, if you're not going to trade in the dollars, because that's what the petrodollar is all about, then the United States and Saudi Arabia are probably not on really good terms right now. That was a confusing graph, by the way, for mm -hmm. anybody that was wondering why we kind of sounded a little bit slow. Yeah, it was a little bit weird. It was a little bit weird. Okay, so China and Brazil have now struck a deal to ditch the U.S. dollar. Okay, so now we've got Saudi Arabia and the oil uh, that's one. That's one part of all of this, and there's another part of this where Saudi Arabia has cut um, oil. I, I forget how much this, but Saudi Arabia has cut a million barrel uh, production cut after. Um, so White House responds after OPEC makes surprising one million barrel oil production cut. We'll get to Brazil in a second. A spokesperson for the National Security Council at the White House has responded to OPEC's decision to cut crude production by 1 million barrels a day, 
saying that output cuts aren't advisable right now, given market uncertainty, adding that the White House will continue to work with all producers and consumers to ensure energy markets support economic growth and lower prices for American consumers. And maybe that's why uh, gas was a bit higher this morning when they went to go fill up. So who cuts first, OPEC or the Fed? That was uh, zero hedge for March 15th. We have a winner, uh, Saudi Arabia, to cut oil output by 500,000. And now, again, they're, the uh, zero hedge at 10 a.m. said um, 500,000. And now it's a million. So that was pretty quick turnaround in the matter of hours. And the latest in a long series of slaps on Biden's face. <laughs> on Sunday, today, right now, breaking news, OPEC unexpectedly announced an oil production reduction of over 1 million barrels per day. Remember when they were putting pressure on, as, here's the thing, under Trump, gas was down to $2 a gallon. We are now frogs in boiling water, gas is 347 and we are all just going to go along with it because Biden supposedly released the uh, strategic oil reserves and brought it down like 50 cents. And we're all so grateful to be blah, 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 peasants in the system, yada, yada, yada. Now we're going to go back to $4 a gallon. But because we went up and then down and then up and down, that's how you manipulate a pe people, okay? We're going to go up and then down and up and then down and up and down. Before you know, we'll be at $5 a gallon. You'll be thanking your mama for it, okay? Because they tried to strong arm uh, Saudi Arabia for some more, to, to more output. Bringing the, the price down. So Lucy says no. uh, the U.S. has so much oil, which we are not using. Um, we have oil in the ground. We do have our oil reserves, and uh, Biden has been tapping into those. I would say this, though. Um, cutting oil production when we're tapping into our oil reserves does not generally make sense. Are cutting oil production? I'm just saying any yeah. kind of cutting of oil well, production. Well, no, yeah, that's the, those are the lefties. Those are the greenies. Uh, the Biden administration has has promised there will be no oil in, like, you know, five years, and we'll be fine. No, no oil needed. But then they'll go to Saudi Arabia and say, you give us your oil. Okay. So it looks like the reduction of over 1 million barrels per day, limiting output from May. Saudi Arabia spearheaded the cartel's efforts. By committing to a, okay, so OPEC a million, Saudi Arabia a half a million, okay, of its own production. According to the Saudi press agency, a Ministry of Energy official stated the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia will implement a voluntary cut of half a million barrels per day from May till the end of 2023. Wow. The cut will be in coordination with other OPEC and non-OPEC participating countries in the Declaration of Cooperation. The state-run media outlet continued. This voluntary cut is in addition to the reduction in production agreed uh, at the 33rd OPEC and non-OPEC ministerial meeting on October 5th, 2022. Other members, such as Kuwait, UAE, Algeria, also joined in rejection efforts. Previously, Russia had pledged to cut its crude-only output by half a million per day in March in responses to the Western sanctions, including price caps on all its oil and petroleum production and keep those curbs in place through June, but has now extended its pledged cuts through the end of the year. Here are the reductions per country. So you got Kuwait, about 128,000 uh, barrels. You can uh, look at that article. I think Michelle's got it up. Russia it. commented on the announcement of production cuts. Today, the global oil market is going through a period of high volatility and unpredictability due to the ongoing banking crisis in the U.S. and Europe. 
global global economic uncertainty and unpredictable and short-sighted energy policy decisions. He's talking about the green energy, talking about the United States cutting its own energy, talking about, I'm sure, in that uh, terse statement, is the blowing up of the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're not making, for one, one thing is for sure. Europe and the United States are trying to Whoa. to drown their people, basically. <laughs> um, Saudi said, Ministry of Energy official emphasized that this is a precautionary measure aimed at supporting the stability of the oil market. Brent futures are expected to rise this evening in response to today's news. Prices have um, ranged between 86 and 73 a barrel for much of 2023. So we got up over um, 120, looks like $130 a barrel back in um, 2022. And that's when everybody was upset. And we look like we could be back on the rise. Remember, uh, it was 20, about it got all the way down to $20 a barrel in 2020. And then what happens to this when Under the Trump. barrels start trading in the one instead of the I dollar? I can't even, I you don't know. even know. I don't know. That's so. So they're priced at dollars right now, still. Yeah. Um. But at, at some point in the near future, I believe that is going to shift. That's a move from China for sure. I want to read some comments from Rumble over here. Salty Mama says China would not advance, um, but did due to weakness, the weakness of us. Um, has realized, all have realized. Oh, Biden weekend, um, for the Great Reset. Oh, Biden sold America. Sir Thriving Mama says, God is in control. These are exciting times. God will come through in all of this. Salty Mama says, I'm excited, honestly. God's removal of the things not needed. We're going to be the Wild West once again. Buckle up. I think they're taking down the globalist and Trump is and Trump part as well. They're only coming together to beat Davos and the globalists so all can live in peace everywhere. Sir Thriving Mama says, I agree. Salty says, I'm with you, lady. 1776 time, precious metals and weights and measures. Mm, I love it. Um... Lily B says, can you blame him, though? It's just as risky as trusting uh, us to trust China. LOL. <laughs> totally true. So there's a lot of really cool comments going on over on Can you play the video Rumble. I sent to you on Facebook, please? Can you put in the in the messenger? Yes, I can. I can do that. Let's do that. So this we've one? got a Fox News report It's a little garbly, like, okay. by the video, but don't worry about We're it. We're putting announce this week that Russia will begin using the Chinese yuan uh, to, for international payments instead of the dollar. Saudi Arabia is also in talks with Beijing to do the same thing. Speaking of Saudi Arabia, meanwhile, they are in talks uh, with Iran as well to consider an economic alliance with China and Russia. And they can even be joining the BRIC countries, which is an acronym for these countries here, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, these countries all have emerging economies. So what happens if our economy and the U.S. dollar are no longer the world's do dominant currency? Former Assistant Treasury Secretary and host of the Monica Crowley podcast, Monica Crowley, is here to weigh in. Monica, great to see you this morning. Uh, let's start right there. What happens if these emerging economies move away from the U.S. dollar towards the Chinese yuan? 
Well, good morning, Will. It's great to be with you. And it's really hard to overstate exactly how catastrophic the abandonment of the U.S. dollar would be uh, as the world's uh, global reserve currency. Look, since the end of World War II, the dollar has been the safe place to go, and it's been backed up by a couple of things. It originally was backed up by gold, but President Nixon took, took us off the gold standard, so there's no hard asset backing up the dollar anymore for the last 50 years. But also it's been backed up by the strength and economic power of the United States and the fact that oil has always been traded in dollars. If that were to end, that would mean the end of the U.S. dollar. Look, th there is a perfect storm happening right now, Will. The, the world's uh, reserve currency, being that, uh, having that status, has been a real privilege. But we've abused the privilege by wholly reckless monetary and fiscal policies over many years, certainly over the last couple of years, which has really devalued the dollar. On top of that now, you do have this perfect storm of Biden's weakness, his war on American domestic energy production, the Ukraine war, and as you point out, because of all of these things, we've got America's enemies led by China forming a new economic block. And all it would take at this point now, because we're at this pivotal moment, Will, is mm -hmm. for Saudi Arabia, who has indicated that they're open to this, to say, you know what, we're going to be open to considering other currencies to trade in oil. If that were to happen, there would be a complete implosion of the global economic system, but certainly the American economic system. And if that were to happen, you'd be looking at sky-high inflation, just raging Weimar Republic kind of inflation. If you think inflation is bad now, just wait. But more importantly, we would lose our economic dominance and we would right. lose our superpower status. Uh, Monica, the world's reserve currency, you said it's a privilege for the United States for the dollar to have been the world's currency. What, how does that relate to each individual American? How has that changed or impacted or improved our lives throughout the last several decades? Yeah, I mean, it's given the United States incredible dominance um, in, in the world in terms of the economic system and in terms of trade. It's kept prices down. Mm. So whether it's energy prices, whether it's your food prices, the, the entire global economic system is reliant on the safe and secure dollar. But that is no longer true, again, because we've been printing money like crazy and devalued right. uh, the power of the dollar and the value of the dollar. But on top of it now again oil is the critical linchpin of this if Saudi Arabia decides to join with America's enemies here and start trading oil in different currencies that is going to undermine the entire global right. economic system and here at home you know what it's going to mean for us it's going to mean raging inflation so much worse than anything we have ever experienced well yeah. and I'll tell you they're setting it up so that they can then come to the rescue by introducing central bank digital currencies. Right. If they were to do that, and the United States already has a pilot program, that means the loss of your individual economic freedom, because the government will have total access and control of everything you buy and sell, and the ability to turn it off like wow. that. Ominous warning. I hear you. Saudi Arabia is the tipping point. Oil trading in dollars is the tipping point. So we, this conversation that we had with Scott Kesterson, we just had yesterday, and Michelle and I would be, it's very interesting, uh, never have I ever on our show thought 
that I would need to just be on Rumble to talk about monetary policy or oil. So what you're saying is, you know, for the longest time, when we started off our show, the, the number one thing that we weren't allowed to talk about was Islam. Islam, right? So we would have to call it the religion that shall not be named. Every time there was a terror attack and we would go live, we'd have to kind of delete because the video. Because we would get strikes after. Yeah. We started to, everybody else was talking about it. Right. And then there but was you can't a talk about it. crackdown in 2017. And we weren't allowed to talk about Islamic terror or Islam or anything. And various things over the years have become faux pas. You can't talk about it. Trump being one of them mm -hmm. on Facebook. You know, you're not allowed to talk about Trump. J January 6th, you're not allowed to talk about that. COVID, ivermectin, all of these things over the years, they've become like, you're not allowed to talk about X, Y, Z. And then they kind of fall away. Cannibalism for a while was one that you couldn't talk about. It was very strange. They were deleting videos. We got a strike for cannibalism. Um, we weren't, we were actually speaking out against it and they said that that was hate speech because if you want to eat flesh then that's what you want to do and that's totally fine there was a cnn reporter who went to a cannibal nation or cannibal part of india and um we kind of ripped him to shreds on how disgusting it was and he because he ate a person's brain and apparently we were bullying and he went through and mass flagged any any video yeah. on him so there was that and uh so what lee is saying is the next thing that's on its way in that we won't be able to talk about is money. Mm -hmm. And the CBDCs, the central bank digital currencies. Right. Because if, if they're going to do what we believe that they're going to do, what we see them doing, I do foresee uh, an almost going back in time to taking videos off. So this is what I want you to do right now is go and subscribe to our Rumble channel. We realize our website is down. We would probably have it up today if it weren't for an adventure that we had yesterday because our dear friend Greg, was he, he's, he texted us in the morning. He's like, hey, I'm ready to help you get this fixed. Raise your hand if you want a, a commercial break story in the middle of the show of our lives. Well, you're just going to tell them now. Now you, now you don't get a chance to raise your hand because you're, you're going to tell, tell you anyway. So most of you know that Lee and I own a pet care business and we take care of animals. Now, um, a, a lot of times we keep dogs at our house. You guys hear them right now. You're hearing the chicks in the basement. And, but most of what we do is we go into people's homes throughout the day and, and take care of their dogs while they're gone. So we had a client whose dogs normally stay with us, but uh, we couldn't keep their dogs here because we already had some dogs here. And so we were going to be doing some visits at their house. Now, she wanted to have somebody staying overnight. You don't need to go into all the details. Let's just go to the part. Yeah. And that person accidentally, the dogs got out on them. We had already been there in the morning. So we show up again or she texts me and she's like, oh my gosh, I hope you have the dogs. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't have the dogs. And she's like, I think they're out. I think they're loose. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's they okay. Have it a happens. Bike collar on. Those, every person that has a dog that will run away if they get out needs to have one of those tracker collars. Okay. It's not the mark brands. of the beast for your dog. You just need it. Right. And they have, just so happen to have the brand Fi. So thank God. So we put it on the, the, the app was already on your phone. I put it on my phone and we get, we literally, we came out practically like, um, Rambo with the paint on our faces. I mean, it's like if we had been a movie, you know, Titan in the fanny packs, you know, putting the phone we clips, got leashes, we got, got leashes treats. and treats and everything. And we're just going trekking into the woods. We're going to go get these dogs. And we're watching. I mean, it was like amazing race for dogs. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you the best part of the story. Aside from the fact that the punchline is we got the dogs back. The best part of the story, which is, is now funny. And I can tell it's funny. We're going up and down ravines. The, the thing is supposed to update every 60 seconds, but because they're in the woods, it's only updating like every five minutes. So they've got like a five minute lead on us, these stealth dogs. And uh, they're big dogs, just mutts, just big, big dogs. 
So we go down to the bottom of a creek and they're supposed to follow the creek. That's what the owner says they normally do. She knows that they get out sometimes and this is, so it's not, you know, the end of the world. But anyway, so we're down at the, the, the ravine. We get a new update. So we got to go back up and it's, it's just rained here recently. And there's this kind of big section Actually, about. we didn't get a new update. We just guessed. Oh, that's right. Cause it wasn't moving. It stopped updating for like 10 minutes. So there's this kind of like six to eight foot section of mud on it on an incline leah says michelle i think this is too muddy i think we should go back down and around and i was like no we got this don't worry about it just keep on moving let's go let's go let's go go time remember remember the ramble paint okay the ramble paint's about to come real here so leah takes a step <laughs> and in it and it goes in the foot into the i mean she's got mud up to her ankle and she pulls her foot out and the shoe stays And so she steps with it. I lost my balance. She steps into the mud with her sock. All the way in the mud. And she's like cursing me without cursing because she doesn't curse. But she's like, yeah, pa, 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 pa. And so then she goes to grab, get your balance with the hand in the I have mud. to put my shoe, my shoe, my foot that has mud on it. I have to put it back in the shoe. Where's your phone? Let me see it. How clean oh. is it? It's not clean. Show them the back. This is still from yesterday. This is how busy with it. She can't clear her phone. So then she takes it. So she pulls her right foot out. So like, I'm going to get up this hill. She throws her phone. So I'm going to get up this hill. She pulls her foot out and the shoe stays. So now she's got so then she moves her brow. She's like, both socks and both feet are in mud, and both shoes are be <laughs> behind her. And at this point, it's so muddy that it's not just that the shoe is in the mud. It's like the mud has eaten the shoe. I didn't even know if I was going to get my shoe back out. I couldn't get it out of the mud. She turns around and she's like yanking on the shoe and the earth was saying, you will never get this back. <laughs> and she's yanking. And she's like, this is all your and I'm just standing there. I haven't stepped in the mud yet. I'm just watching the whole thing. And she's grabbing onto a root. She pulls her shoe out. She throws it up the hillside. She pulls the other shoe up. She throws up the hillside. It's amazing your socks stayed on, by the way. She gets up and she turns around and she looks at me with these shoes and she goes, what am I saying? This is only five minutes in on a three-hour search. What am I supposed to do with these? And she wasn't crying, but she was angry angry enough to cry. And I said, Leah, I'm very calm at this point because my feet aren't muddy. I said, Leah, I'm really sorry. You're going to have to just rinse those off in the creek. And she's like, I don't know how long we're going to be out here. I, I don't said the creek's down there. <laughs> how am I supposed to get? We just got up here. How am I supposed to get down there to the creek? Oh, my stomach hurts. So she, there was a little extra creek. Thank a God. Little, a little it was extreme. about this wide. And so she stops and she's like just in her socks and she's rinsing off these shoes in the creek. And of course, because I saw what she did, I was able to step around just like three feet and go around the mud and didn't step in the mud at all. 
And um, it was not. It was. It was like. It was like walking with bricks on my feet, <laughs> clunk, clunk, clunk. hiking through the woods. So there were times because it was like Amazing Race, where you the little dog has a face, right? Because the uh, the owner uploads the face of the dog. So you see this face, and then and then every once in a while it will update. So then we're running, and my feet were my my feet were not muddy like Leah's, but there, you know how when you're stepped in mud and they're really heavy, and I don't run. If I'm it running, was embarrassing when we were like, we're, he's like, let's run. And it's uphill. And I'm running like this. And in my mind, because I'm working so hard and I cannot breathe. Like, I literally couldn't breathe. I was like, I can't breathe. And I'm and running so fast. And I looked at the ground. If it was flat, people who were walking would go past. I looked at the ground to see how fast I was going. And I was like, just stop running because you will walk this fast. Like, stop this is embarrassing to like stop it so i did i just stopped running because i was not running faster than i could walk um at that point it was just so long story short of amazing race we were so angry at this app for not updating properly we get one more update and it's satellite right so you can see like i'm like there's a clearing here lee's like there's not a clearing there's woods here because i made i was like they're down there on this clearing lee's like we can't so we get in the car drive down i said i got this great idea well, they're wait. headed in this direction we're going to go meet them on the front and, and just hike back at them. That was genius, by the way. If, if they, they were headed in that direction. They were headed in that direction. But they kind of weren't. So there was a road to the side. Then all of a sudden, we've after 13 minutes of no update, you know how far a dog can travel in 13 minutes? Very far. And we can't go that fast. Okay? We're not... We're, we're bipedals. Is that right? Um, so the ping goes like... A five-minute drive back up the hill. And the owner tells us they never backtrack. And we're like, hmm, something's wrong. So we get in the car, we drive. And the whole time up there, Leah's like, this app is the worst thing on the planet. It doesn't work, yada, yada, yada. And we get there, we get out, we're yelling for the dogs. And there are people that come out. And they had picked up the dogs. They were running in and out of the street. We think one of them may have gotten hit by a car, but he's relatively fine now. Um... And they had put them in their backyard and put the Wi-Fi, the, the Fi callers, out on the mailbox. And at that point, it was updating every 60 seconds like it's supposed to. Okay. So anyway, long story short, we have the ducks. Praise God. It took you about an hour to hose off your shoes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you were out there forever. Um, did you at least get a good tip for the extra? You know, we, uh, we're still watching the ducks. We haven't gotten paid yet, so I don't know. We can, we'll, we'll find out. So there's our story. There's your commercial that break was, on the world news. It was an adventure. News. It was a, it was a sister bonding adventure. To S bonding of, it was together. more like this after, after initially after the, uh, it was more like bonding from 10 feet apart. You know, you just go your way and I'm going to go my, but I want, I wanted to get on the serious note. We started to get the updates. It was better. It was, it was, but when we weren't getting any updates and we were really frustrated and we just stopped Didn't and Leah looked go. at me and she's like, Michelle, can we just pray and this is michelle this is how our our sister relationship goes i am i'm gonna pray but first i want you to calm down i didn't say that out loud that's my goal in my mind thinking like yes we'll pray let's just calm down like i'm like i'm trying to calm her down and she's essentially saying stop trying to calm me down it will calm me down when we pray so we prayed and it was the answer to the prayers that we found the dogs yes okay yes sister bonding moments 101. You know who is getting along well right now? China and Brazil. <laughs> In a time when de-dollarization news are dropping fast and furious, and even Elon Musk is now jumping on a bandwagon. So Elon Musk says, serious issue. U.S. policy has been too heavy-handed, making countries want to ditch the dollar. Combined with excessive government spending, which forces other countries to absorb a significant part of our inflation. Do you want to explain that? 
Uh, I did not hear a word that you just said. Okay, so our government spending forces other countries to absorb our inflation. Our inflation would be higher if we were not the dominant uh, reserve currency. currency. It's right. not fair. We, you guys, are okay. I'm As much as inflation is going up and as much as people are having a hard time, people around the world are having a much harder time. In, actually, in the UK, their inflation is really crazy. It's worse, almost worse than it is here. And around the world, what happens is, you know, other nations can't just randomly print money and give it to their people and then have the whole world back that money up. I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't read that ahead of time because I do have a really good answer for that because it's interesting that Elon Musk, um, that's a tweet that Leah's reading from Elon there. Um, I had been sitting here the entire time that we've been talking about this. And one of the things that was going over and over in my mind about us being the world reserve currency is how unfair it is because essentially everybody else has to base their monetary system on people who can print as many dollars as they want. So you're as, listen, I can print as much and money as I want. they have to get those dollars. They have to trade to get those dollars. They have to have tangible assets to get it's those dollars. It's completely unfair, which is we why. We have to have no tangible assets to get those dollars. This is why. The, so when we, when we started off the program saying China's, China is way worse about pouring the water into the lemonade and diluting the water mm-hmm. than we are by like, I don't even have any, any measurement for that. They're just incredible. It's so bad. The reason why China wants to become the global reserve currency is because then it will bolster their, so essentially All it's they're like made their made money will thin. now be real. So if our, thank you, if our dollars are like the, the thinness of, you know, construction paper, okay, their dollar is like thinner than Bible paper. Okay. Like tissue it's paper. tissue paper. You know what I mean? Like it is so thin a little drop of water will disintegrate it. And so they're trying to thicken that paper back up again. And again, speaking of paper, if you don't hold it, you don't own it. Lee and I have just made a, an incredibly huge partnership with ITM trading. And I want to encourage you guys, if you have any assets in um, stocks or bonds or IRAs or just cash money, of, of any kind of significance, call ITM Trading today. Go to itmtrading.com. Tell them that Resistance Chicks sent you, and they will. It's a free strategy consultation where they will say, okay, what do you want to accomplish? Do you want land? Do you want food? Do you want shelter? Do you want barterability? Do you want uh, hard assets? And they will help you take what you have into a strategy. It's called, it's a strategy. It's not just a gold and silver company where you call oh, in how yeah, much yeah. you want in this, how much right. you want this, buy. And it's so they interesting. They help you make a strategy to protect your the assets. The timing of this happening and us after seven years partnering with somebody that does this is to me totally God. It's God. I believe a lot of you need to call them. Yes. Okay. Just call them and say what, how. Go to itamtrading.com I, and just click on the green button right there. How, I've got this in my, uh, my retirement. I've got this in my savings. I don't want them to go down the toilet. What can I do? Okay. All right, so you've got the deal Beijing's latest salvo against the almighty greenback will enable China, the top rival to U.S. economic, um, the the global hegemony there, uh, and Brazil, the biggest economy in Latin America, to conduct their massive trade, which amounts to $150 billion per year, and financial transactions directly, exchanging yuan for the riyas and vice versa, instead of going through the U.S. dollar. 
In doing so, China extends its bilateral USD exempting currency arrangements beyond countries such as Russia, Pakistan, and Saudi Arabia, and now are, it is including Latin America's exporting powerhouse. Wow. The expectation is that this will reduce costs, <clears throat> promote even greater bilateral trade, and facilitate investment. China is Brazil's biggest trading partner with a record 150 billion uh, um, USA, USA dollars there. In bilateral trade last year, the deal, which follows a preliminary agreement in January, was announced after high-level China-Brazil business uh, forum that happened in Beijing. So you've got um, Lula there, uh, was originally scheduled to attend the forum. It's just crazy, shouldn't be there, but whatever. To be sure, we are going to, we are still a long way uh, from the yuan replacing the dollar as global reserve currency, or maybe not so far, if one reads the recent reports from the uh, Zoltan Pozar. And yet, even such foaming Bretton Woods two, three skeptics as uh, RoboBank's Michael Every is stating is starting to realize that he may have been wrong. Today, I think a couple days ago he said, "We showed in why Bretton Woods three won't work 2022 that an anti-U.S. BW three block does not balance its trade internally by value or structure. BW three can sell commodities to China, but unless they absorb the exports China now sends to the West." or China runs trade deficits like the U.S., then it can't happen. Instead, we all just return to global mercantilism, which is happening, is inflationary, and ultimately suits the U.S., not just Wall Street. When BW3 players no longer hold their official and unofficial savings in U.S. dollars or U.S. assets, U.S. dollar assets, if not treasuries, then agencies uh, or stocks or property, and want to stash cash in Moscow and retire in China, then things are changing. Alas, at the rate the current U.S. ruling regime is destroying the world's faith and confidence not only in the dollar, but in what was once truly a superpower and is increasingly a third-world banana republic, the latest news of Trump's indictment for political reasons being the third-world cherry on the top, we won't have very long to wait. So let's just, for a second, I want to remind you guys that they have, honestly, you know, looking at China and Russia and 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 the BRICS block that's that's joining, uh, you know, coalescing here. Um, what we've been doing, adding trillions and trillions of dollars mm -hmm. to the debt, essentially causing them to eat mm -hmm. all of this. Mm -hmm. What kind of an idiot group of countries would they be mm -hmm. to stay with the U.S. dollar? Right, right. So right. when we look at what has happened, and I, guys, somebody had left a comment the other day and um, from our Friday show, and my heart goes out to you because I get it. You want to just love and support Trump. They're like, what do you have? What kind of proof do you have to be saying all these things about Trump? I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but here's the proof that I have about the reasons why I hate, I, no, let me rephrase that, why I hate the things that Trump has done. Okay, and I'm and I am upset at him. He has forced um, trillions of dollars with his Trump bucks into the economy, and we are blaming Joe Biden for something that Trump started. They're called the Trump bucks. Okay, I don't ever electronically like deposit 1 .5 checks. Five trillion dollars. <clears throat> But those checks I did depo electronically deposit, so I still have them, and they're signed Donald J. Trump. Like these are Trump bucks. He did this. Okay. And so what, what proof do I have? Well, that for one, and for two, the fact that he hasn't walked back his pushing of the, you know, what, like, I, I'm sorry. I know people who have died of the, you know, what countless people. And he knows, he knows. 
And so that's why it's like, this is a very, that's why I have reasons to say what I'm saying about Trump. Now, again, my conversation with our conversation with Scott Kesterson yesterday is kind of like a wait and see. And even my mom sent me, Patriot Gallery sent me a video last night. Mm -hmm. Mike Adams had a word for Trump this week, a couple of days ago mm -hmm. about him repenting. And it was really, really good. It's, it's they're, they're not called the HHR, the health ranger reports anymore. They're or HRR. They're called the BBR, the Brideon news report or something like that. B anyway, go and check out the one from a couple of days ago from Mike Adams, because his words for Trump are very, very sobering. But Mike does believe that Trump is, is, is going to be the one that, that sees us out of this. It's going to be interesting moving forward, but there's reasons why I am upset at Trump. Everybody should be, you guys, if you're not, then where have you been? Okay. Can we move on? Yeah. I don't need to talk about Trump anymore. I'm yeah. just, uh, it's like I've done enough. I've we, done an we hit an irritating show. button. On I spent an entire show defending this guy. And if, if you guys don't know why you're angry, if you guys aren't angry at Trump, then I don't, I can't explain things to you. Jeez. You know, we're all Trump now. But I we did are, a whole show mm -hmm. on, we're all MAGA now. We have to, they're, they're, I'm back here because. The reason got, why I brought it up is because we are where we are right now because Trump got us into this. You can blame Biden all that you want, okay? But Trump started this. Yeah. Maybe he had a plan if he got reelected to come we out of it. I don't know. We are putting too much on people, period. We're putting too much on Trump to save us, too much on Trump to get us into this place. Trump was elected because God said, hey, it's time for Trump. Okay, Come we on, all please. became a group. It's a group effort right now. God had to take Trump out of the 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 seat because y'all are making him and the people made him a messiah. And the only way we defeat evil is through good and through the power of God and repentance. Our founding fathers didn't put all their hope and trust in George Stinking Washington. And George Washington was the best American, probably one of the best people that have ever lived. But they didn't, they, he was, he's not deified. Only George Washington can lead this country. No, they believed in their own personal responsibility. That they, that we the people are the government. There are 330 million people in this country. Trump is not our savior, okay? What he is, is a tool of God. We are all tools of God. We are all servants of God. And when we serve him, and we all come together and serve him, then things go well, okay? You don't get out of uh, a national crisis by having one good leader. And you know what? Trump has not come and said, Jesus Christ is King of Kings. He's Lord of my life and repented in tears and sackcloth and ashes. Okay. Repentance is a very big deal. Which is what Mike Adams was saying. That is that Trump is going through his trial by fire right now. And he's, and his, and, and his if he comes out on the other side, he is just like us. He is one of us. He is not some sort of savior, all-knowing people. Stop with the whole forecasting and trust the plan and all these white hats. Stupidity. Leah, bring it down. Okay? We are all responsible. Too many people put it on Trump to save us and the white hats to save us. It's our job. Our job to wake up every morning, to open up our Bible, to pray and to seek God's assistance and say, what am I supposed to do? And if Trump is part of that team, then thank God. Because <clears throat> the more people on this team, the better. And there are people that are going to get this ball down the road that you don't even know their names yet. Don't put anybody as an idol. You know, Paul and Silas went um, through towns. Mm -hmm. 
They literally healed people. They raised a person from the dead and the town wanted to deify them. And he said, don't you dare. Don't you dare. And it caused an uproar in the town because we are not gods. We are servants of the most high God. That's really good. Let me read a couple of comments. So Thriving Mama says, yes, Leah, preach. There's only one savior. Woohoo. Wicked Psych says, we don't know anything. We can only try to figure it out as we go along. That's Amen. Good. So Thriving Mama also says, also Trump made manufacturers make enough ventilators for every American during COVID. Now there's a stockpile of ventilators somewhere waiting to be used on the sick and the weak, which is not a really good thing. Uh, Wicked Psych figured out how to, is our very first, you should get an award for this, by the way, our very first monthly supporter on Rumble. They just in, 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 introduced the new $5 monthly support thing on Rumble they, and Wicked Psych couldn't figure it out and then did. And I love what you say here. I'm not a fan of digital money, but I did want to support your channel. Lee and I had this conversation yesterday because we were not arguing, but disagreeing on what digital money is. We were talking, well, we were talking digital about money or, is, uh, digital money is different than central bank digital currencies. Exactly. So when, well, not really, actually, it, it's, it's difficult to explain when we talk about central bank digital currencies, to me, that's that is digital, digital money. However, because you're using this digitally and there's no paper or metal transaction, then yes, it is, it's, it's real money that's being digitally transacted. CBDCs is digital money being digitally transacted. Does yeah. that make any sense? So you're still using technically the paper dollar. Okay. So here's the, here's the difference. Ready? Yeah. Here's the, here's the, this is really simple. If I pay somebody eBay or whatever, PayPal, 300 bucks. They can pull that out. They've got cash, $300. $300. Oh, they got to go to bank. They can get it out. They can get it out. CBDC is not there. There's no cash. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So what they're doing in Nigeria that's making everything so horrible, they're trying it on Nigerians. So they have made it lower and lower and lower and lower how many, uh, how much uh, currency that you can hold right. and do transactions with in, in a sort of, in a cash-like society, okay? The CBDCs, and that 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 is truly just digital currency. Cryptocurrency is digital currency. Exactly. So there, because, but you can still get crypto out and use cash. They want to move us. You can You sell. have to trans, you have to, but you have to do but a- But you can go through a bank. A transfer. Yes. You're not you, actually getting out digital currency. You're trading your digital currency to get cash. But you still can. Right. They want to make it so that you cannot. And exactly. that is, that's great. So that goes right into this video. I've got, so gonna... I just wanted to thank you for being Yay. the very first person. If anybody else wants to, it's five bucks a month. They've made this. It's super cool on Rumble. You can support your favorite channels for $5 a month. I think that's awesome. And then you get like a badge. And then you get a little badge there. If there are ads supporter. on Rumble, you don't have to watch any. Um, so it's yeah, kind of cool. Awesome. All right. So play this right here from Sky News Australia talking about, we're going to, we're going to kind of do a switch from, um, the Saudi, Brazil, China thing to just the digital currencies because there are many, there's no real deep state plan that's worldwide. You know, there's a lot of people with a lot of different plans. They got ideas. You know, China's plans are not George Soros's plans. Mm -hmm. They all, they, they cross over, they overlap. Many different levels of evil. Exactly. <laughs> it's like different gangs. They all shoot people. They all kill people. They yeah. all rape and rob right. they're just different gangs this push towards a solely digital currency that's, oh, that's really low we that's saw a step in that direction this like week with the anz bank stopping with okay. withdrawals of cash in some of their branches 
Now, this is a good decision for ANZ, and I expect other banks will follow suit, but it's not a good decision for us. It also suits the government's move to a central bank digital currency. Let me explain how this is going to work. Cash will be phased out. That process is already underway. It's no longer accepted for payment everywhere, and a previous government tried to ban some cash transactions and even cancel the $100 note. For those unaware of the history, that was the freedom-loving Liberal government, by the way. Anyway, once everyone is used to a purely digital payment means, they can simply flick a switch to move the monetary system to the blockchain. You will not even notice this until it actually impacts you. You see, blockchain-based currency is also a programmable currency. Government could theoretically limit your ability to spend your money in any way they want to. And they'd also have total control over your money. So you get a speeding fine. Eh, why wait for the check to go? They can take the cash directly from your account. What if you go to a meeting for the wrong political cause? You could have all your money frozen, for example. Maybe you put something on social media that's deemed unacceptable. Well, it could be more than just your Facebook account that's stopped. A central bank digital currency is the ultimate tool of control. Now, of course, there are other convective crises and the government's proposed solutions, they're all designed to assert their authority and undermine your autonomy. When we've discussed the racist voice proposed at length on this program, it's creating an apartheid state ruled by an Aboriginal House of Lords. We've got this insane renewable energy agenda pushing business and households into financial peril. You've got the incessant changes to superannuation. Again, it's government ruling over your money and your retirement nest egg. Governments collude with tech giants to censor what you can see and say on the internet. They even want you to have a digital ID. This is kind of like a, a driver's license for access to the World Wide Web. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Government doesn't really care about you. The politicians care about power and the bureaucrats behind them. They only care about entrenching that power, no matter who gets elected. Mm, wow. All right, so I'm gonna go, and, and before we kind of break some of this down, I'm gonna go to Neil Oliver in his monologue this week. Uh, you can play either part first. Um, this is the one on the CBDCs. I said the internet was a double-edged sword and I meant it. More and more people are talking about and worried about AI, artificial intelligence, and rightly so. No doubt chat, GPT, and the rest of whatever tech is coming down the line will put even more people out of a job. Many predict an existential threat for the species, and maybe they're right. Sometimes, though, I think AI is just the same old, same old, made unimaginably fast and voracious, drawing upon everything our species has learned so far and repurposing it, reflecting back at us in a fraction of a femtosecond the distillation of what it took our ancestors millennia to learn. And then sometimes I wonder if fast is all it is. I was beaten out of arithmetic by the first calculator I encountered 50 years ago. Computers are faster than me at everything under the sun, and I'm still here. Like the rest of us, AI is living inside the body of a whale. There's plenty for it to eat for now, but only because there was a whale. At the same time, good old Homo sapiens Mark I is stubbornly continuing to evolve, the better to adapt to its niche. Don't stop yourself celebrating stubborn and resourceful Homo sapiens wherever you find him or her. Here in the UK, in the United States, in France, in the Netherlands, in Germany, in Africa, in the Middle East, everywhere. Between 1811 and 1816, skilled tradesmen rose in rebellion here in the UK to protest the loss of their livelihoods to machines. Weavers took to smashing looms that put them out of a job. Those rebels are remembered as Luddites. In 1812, the Tory Prime Minister Spencer Percival made frame-breaking a crime punishable by death. Lord Byron spoke against the move. It was his maiden speech in the Lords and he used it to lament how a once loyal and industrious body of the people had become miserable men driven by nothing but want. 
you may, you may call the people a mob, he said, but do not forget that a mob often speaks the sentiments of the people. Neoliberal stooges with the right connections pretending to care about the people but only focused on securing more wealth and power for others like themselves are as nothing in the face of those who have right on their side. I was blind to what was going on for most of my life. I admit as much freely now, but it seems to me it matters to say so. If the world around you just feels wrong at the moment, if it makes you uncomfortable in your skin, it's not because you're going mad, but because you know the difference between right and wrong, and so much is so wrong. It's absolutely not the job of governments and leaders to make so many people so unhappy, so frightened of the future. It's utterly wrong that meaningful influence is in the process of being ceded to transnational bodies comprised of unelected, unaccountable placemen and women, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum. It's time to assess whether they're fit for purpose, NATO, the United Nations and the rest. Any and all groups can and do go wrong, and when they do, it's the responsibility of everyone to say so and to do something about it. The internet is a double-edged sword and cuts both ways. The rich and powerful plainly do not understand the new tech of social media. Failed to see it would empower not just them, but all of us as well. American comedian George Carlin looked at those in power in his own country and said, it's a big club and you ain't in it. It might be a big club in terms of power and money, but its members are few in number. We are many and we are right while they are wrong and in the wrong. We know it and deep down, they know it too. Mm, deep, deep down, down they, they know, know it, it too. too. Wow. Okay, so we have to kind of move on uh, from our show to kind of cover a few more things that I want to share with you guys this week. We're talk we only about... played the one part of Neil's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll see if we have a, a time to come back to Neil. Let me just real quick, and I know you're going to get upset at me, but I do think that this is important because Gina's a good, a good viewer. Uh, Gina says, I'm late to this live, but I'm having a real problem with being against Trump. He has given his entire life for us. Everyone is just human and does make mistakes. And he was in a position where he was lied to and people plotted against him. Stop the Trump bashing and know he is not a God or our savior. Let's get this reeled back in. The division is not what God wants. I would agree with you 100% that God does not want division, which is why I don't know if you've caught on our Friday show that Leah and I are supporting Trump. Through I this, Leah wore the, the mega hat the whole time. Okay, what we're saying is that it's like this: Leah and I get into an argument or something like that. Okay, and this is—I'm really going to surface this. We get into an argument, and I'm the one that's totally in the wrong, and I do something that's just really, really, really bad, and and, and everyone knows it. Our family knows it. Our friends know it. I know it. I am totally in the wrong. But I never come and apologize. I never admit it. I never tell everyone that I was wrong. I never, I never apologize. And yet Leah is supposed to just move on like nothing happened. Our friends and family are supposed to move on like nothing happened. And you could tell And then you keep coming and saying, I was right about that the whole time. So the reason why we are upset at Trump is because yes, he made mistakes. But he has not apologized for anything. What's still worse pushes that. is he still pushes. So and people, says that it was a good thing. People to this day are still taking the you know what, and they are dying because of it. And he is still telling everybody that it is a good thing and, that he did. And that, and not even that, he's taking pride in it. Look, I did Operation Warp Speed, and look what I did, and we saved all kinds of lives. And you can't convince him right now. One could say that Trump didn't know to a certain period. We knew 
very, very early on and started calling out Fauci. When we were talking to Dr. Simone Gold um, in 2021, in like April 2021, when the shots were still coming out, I don't know, it was, well, we weren't really talking to her then, but I think it was that a few was... months after that, because that was the reawaken tour. And then it was a few months after that, that, we, that she okay. was here in town. Okay, so anyway, okay, okay. it was in 2021. So it was in the middle of 2021, and she's like, and every everybody was angry at Trump at that point. Yeah. And they asked her, haven't you told him? She's like, I call him. I've been trying to get a hold of his people. Eric Trump has to know. Eric Trump is on the reawaken tour where all they do is talk about how bad the jab is. Okay, right. and how so at this it is. point, Trump and knows. Jr. too, and he has to. You have to come back and repent. You have to apologize. You have to say, "Oh my gosh, I was wrong." Look at the the V A E R S numbers, right? Like he has to do that. So when we talk about Trump's salvation, I'm not here to say whether Trump is like saved, as in he would he would go to heaven if he died tomorrow. That's not what we're talking about when we talk about Trump's being saved. Trump has not had one of those come to Jesus repentant, get on his face and humble himself because Trump still acts. So he is so full of pride and he is so full of arrogance and it served well, him well. Roger Stone said that his greatest weakness is he cannot admit when he makes a mistake. And that's where we're at. And with we Trump. don't, we don't. So when I say that you can't treat Trump as a God, you know, in the Greek and Roman mythology, the gods um, did all kinds of crazy stuff. They had affairs. They fought one another. But people still worship them right. in their in their fallibilities. Right. With Trump, I can't treat him any different than any other person. If somebody and has an affair on their wife, I'm gonna call it out. Right. Like, and Trump has done things that are wrong, evil, and knowingly he knows what he has done, and he has yet to repent and because, apologize because he thinks that if he does, it shows weakness. It shows weakness. Never apologize. And in this case, you're not apologizing to the left. You're not apologizing to Democrats. Right. You're not groveling to them. You're, you're to your family and to your love. One of the most beautiful things that you can do in a marriage or in any sort of relationship is to admit when you're wrong and apologize. And then do what you can to make it right. So we'll end with this and then we'll move on to the rest of the show. Because I, I hate to keep getting stuck on this, but it's important because I know a lot of you feel this way. The making it right is the part that we're waiting for on Trump. Because he has yet to stand up for the J6ers. He has yet to come in, out and say, I should never have given the Trump bucks because now we're in more debt than we've ever been. It was really, really wrong. And I should not have done that. And now let's try to make it right. And he has yet to come out and say, I never should have pushed this. There have been millions of people that have died because of it. And I need to now expose how wrong it is. Yeah, he even came. Uh, so he, so yeah. I get Gina's like, he's dealing with other things. He's we have to, He has to be really careful. God will convict him. Yes, God will convict him. And that's what we need to pray. And yes, I understand that he needs to be careful. But Trump's future potential presidency is not more valuable than one life that has died from the you-know-what. Yeah, the people aren't collateral damage. And it's more than just the you-know-what. It's the fact that in the he needed to trust his gut. He doesn't need he needs to apologize for not trusting his gut. He came out and said, I want therapeutics. He talked about um, he MMS, with chlorine that. dioxide. He yeah. talked about that. Um, and he should have run with hydroxychloroquine and all those he things. He should come out and say, we never needed this because there were treatments the entire time. We never needed to do Project Wart Speed. Fauci should be put in jail. Like, he should be coming out and saying these things. And he's not doing that yet. Will he? 
I believe so. At some point, I pray to God if that he, he will. If he comes to the realization of how many people actually die because of him, his pride, it would almost break him, and he would need our prayers. Yeah. So, so you I think you misunderstand us when we when we call out these things about. If Trump. you love someone, if, you that's don't what have I was just getting ready to ahead. say. It's not a blanket. Oh, we hate Trump, or oh, we love Trump. It's because of my love for him that I have to speak the truth to him. And my love for the people who support him. Exactly. I can't just go along with this blind, just keep giving him grace. Jesus turned over money money changer tables. Jesus said to Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Some saved by fire. So every once in a while, you've got to say the hard things to people that you love. Yeah, that's true. And that's where we're at with Trump. Yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on here, the... um Ukrainian government has accused the largest uh, church, Orthodox church in Ukraine, of siding with uh, Putin and Russia. Last week, we showed you that they were going to give them one week to get all their bishops out, everybody out, um, and they're arresting their priests, they're arresting their bishops. And this particular first video I'm going to play here is the persecution of the Orthodox Church in Ukraine yeah. is approaching levels not seen since Bolshevism. This is really loud, so I'm going to bring this down a little bit. <laughs> So, Leah, while we finish watching this, um, let's just remind our viewers, maybe who weren't here, um, was it last week or the week before that we covered um, what's going on in the Lavra? I just said that. I just said there. This is an. This is the uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church, and um, what? It's this is huge. It's not just a church. It makes it sound it's like we compound. have churches. Do you want to bring up a picture of yeah, it? Yeah, I think I need to because I. For those of you that watching Resistance Chicks is kind of like a soap opera. Yeah. If you miss a week, you miss a lot. Um, and so the the let me just put up the lavra in the uh, in Twitter right here. And when you or look just at put it, it in Google Maps. It's so huge. It's a, giant, it's a, it's a giant compound. Okay, Leah's right. I'm going to have to just... Um, doop, boop, boop. There we go. There it is. There's the one on yeah, the left. That's, the this is the one that I used on... Um, last Sunday. Well, this is... No, actually, I put it... I used this one today. Okay. The one that was snowy was from last Sunday. So, so there's a monastery there. There's a school there. It's a little it's city. A, it's a little city. I mean, yeah. I, so it kind of reminds me it's of like a that little of Ukrainian world. Vatican or something. Yeah, it's one of the... You know... Well, I don't know if it's a wonder it's, world. Like, you know what I mean. So it, this is a really, really big deal, but they have found Russian propaganda or whatever you want to call it that, that this Orthodox Church is supporting uh, Russia, Okay. And it's in the Ukraine. And so they have, they've been kicking people out. Now they're arresting bishops. They've arrested the head bishop. Um, I think I read uh, 60 days confinement that he's going to get at least. Yeah. 
I think so. You so. Can go back. I just wanted them to kind of get a visual for like, wait a minute, it's not just a church. It's not just right. a couple of bishops in a church. Right. In Ukraine. Yeah. People travel from all over the world to visit this place. Yeah. So yeah, this is Z Z Zelensky has ordered the um, Ukrainian KGB to arrest these um, bishops here and confiscate church property. And these are the protesters because in Ukraine there are many Ukrainian Orthodox people who say that they're you know they're they actually support the Ukrainian government, but this has been their church. This is part of who they are. Okay, so you've got. The arrest of the Orthodox leader Metropolitan Pavel has sparked wide public outcry. In this video, Metropolitan uh, Anopuri conducts Sunday services. And... Here you have um, Orthodox Christian people outside protesting. It's snowing there. Mm -hmm. We're headed into spring. <laughs> so this just goes to show you that, you know, you, the Open Ukraine Christian is, uh, persecution here. Very Christian. Yes, it is incredibly Christian. And these people think for themselves. This Orthodox Church is different than the rest of the Ukrainian um, kind of Christians. This is a woman who's kicked out of her church, and people are, are making fun of her, crying. They're happy. They're dancing that this Ukrainian. They're dancing around her. So she's an Orthodox, really intense Christian, and these people are like the LGBTQ people. Wow. That insane yeah that's crazy how evil is that very what is these people hate each other you know ukraine is experiencing open anti-christian persecution the priests at the orthodox church continue to pray the church is being ransacked by neo-nazis <laughs> This is legitimate Christian persecution happening in Ukraine right now. And let's just remind everybody that we're funding this. Can we start with flags or, and, and things that say, I stand with the, with the Lavra? You know, or the, or the Orthodox Ukrainian Church. Orthodox Church. I stand with the Ukrainian Orthodox Church. Man, jeez. Insane. So here is Pavlo, vicar of the Kiev Lavra, received suspicion from the security service, and his house is being searched. Zelensky has shut down reporters, and um, I think that that might be it. You can close that down. Um, Zelensky has arrested reporters. He has shut down uh, the opposition party. There's no mm -hmm. democracy in Ukraine. It's just Zelensky. Yeah. There's nobody can talk about anything happening there. Um, and uh, let's see. Scuffles broke out outside of Kiev Monastery on Thursday after a Ukrainian branch of the Orthodox Church, the government says, has ties to Russia, defied an eviction order. Tensions over the presence of the Ukrainian Orthodox Church at the 980-year-old uh, Lavra Monastery has ris risen since Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Kiev accuses the 
uh, Ukrainian Orthodox Church of maintaining ties with the Orthodox Church in Russia. Scuffles broke out in which Router's reporter was hit and a Router's reporter was hit and shoved by an unidentified man. Um, Culture Minister can't say the last name later condemned the brutal treatment of the commission members. He said in a statement that the government had filed a complaint with police and that efforts to inspect the buildings will continue on Friday. So this is legit Christian persecution. Uh, totally behind that. All right, let's go to Canada for a little bit here. Don't have a, to- a lot of time. Trudeau government sponsors junior drag camp targeting children 7 to 11 years old. Drag summer camp. (sighs) The Carousel Theater for Young People in Vancouver is causing controversy by hosting junior drag camp for children aged 7 to 11 and a teen drag camp for 12 to 17. Now, just so we're clear, drag is a burlesque show where men dress as women and dance in provocative sexual ways. It's not just boys or men dressing up as girls that's not what it is this is not just dress up leah used the word burlesque for those of you that may not know what that means oh, it has to know what that means it's a I, dancing I guess that's show I okay what, I, I mean went, this is not yeah. this it's it, like you just said use the word provocative it's provocative and so any children dressing up as junior that, I don't care if they're not even doing any kind of pr- provocative dancing. Maybe they're just dancing. Maybe they're not wearing provocative clothing. It kind of looks like they are in this picture here. But even if they weren't, the fact that you are the junior version of what that is, is sexual in nature. Yeah, the event website claims that drag is for everyone and encourages parents to consider how they dress at home versus work. All children will be given a drag makeup starter kit. Do you enjoy expressing yourself through clothing, makeup, and performance? Do you have an alter ego that is waiting to hit the stage? That's not what this is. That's fine. That's theater. That's Our new two-week senior drag camp may just be your cup of tea, honey. Honey is a a sexual term, by the way. Led by some of Vancouver's established and emerging drag artists. Drag artists are sexual burlesque dancers. You'll learn how to access your inner confidence and show your true colors and maybe even let out your inner diva. Divas, again, are sexual. Yeah. Okay? Well, not always, but in this sense it is. Most, most diva singers make it into a You're sexual You're calling an actual diva. I just mean, like, in reference, we usually say a diva like a is just somebody that's diva. self-absorbed. Like, like you Stop know. Stop being such a diva. You know, Chaka Khan or something. They go out there and they shake their moneymaker. Okay? Uh, you may be wondering, is drag for kids? Drag is for everyone. Parents, ask yourself, what's the difference between what you wear at home versus what you wear at work? You're doing drag, honey. You just don't know it. What? According to the government of Canada, grant data, Carousel Theater received about $300,000 in federal funds. No. Since 2018. The theater also lists several prominent organizations as supporters. However, drag queens events involving children have become a hotly debated issue. So we've got Maxime Barnier. Trudeau will keep promoting gender ideology and sexual confusion to kids. We'll keep encouraging hormone blockers and mutilation. We'll keep criminalizing those who want to help children suffering from gender dysphoria. We'll keep subsidizing drag camps for kids. That is from Justin Trudeau. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. All right. There's something else crazy here. Can I have that? You may. Okay. It's right over there. You're already screen sharing. Okay. This is what I want. I think. So this week also in Canada, there was a guy and there was a protest against um, sexual mutilation of children. And a conservative activist, this guy here, 
um, Billboard Chris, he was wearing a sign that says children cannot consent. So I want you to watch this. And he's attacked, but the police are behind it and laughing. Wow. Uh, why, why do you think they're, they're getting that kind of representation? I mean, it uh, clearly was uh, aggressive violence. You suck. You suck. Fuck you. Fuck you, you're not wanted. Fuck you, you're, you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. I don't know what to say. I guess these police officers are mostly indoctrinated as well. They're afraid of the mob. I think, I think they're afraid that if they do anything to actually keep law and order, that they'll end up being on the end of this verbal abuse. So it's just cowardice from everybody all around. People probably want to know, how do you keep your composure? Fuck you! I'm going to turn that down, but you can see what's happening. It's just a verbal Fuck assault. You keep your composure. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. He didn't really Fuck turn it down. You. It's still just so loud. It's like almost down to nothing. So I'm not even going to finish this, but this is what his verbal assault of this guy. I wanted to see because something happened. Just mute it. Okay, just we'll just mute. mute it. It's awful. I think I've heard the F-bomb enough for one day. Okay. Sorry, guys. You know, the whole time that I'm I'm watching this, he's he's literally wearing us. Let's 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 remind ourselves of. Hang on, I wanted. To yeah, back rewind up. that of of a sign that says children cannot consent. Mm -hmm. Why is that so angering for these men? Mm -hmm. Because they want to rape children. There's a police officer standing right there. He's doing an interview, and they're getting in his face. And, and then, then that just, guy just, like, hits him. And throws him to the ground. The cops do step in at that point. And that, then this, this, you're going to see this little chick was smiling and laughing. And with that police, there's a police officer, you know what she says? That that was a mutual fight. A mutual fight. A mutual fight, and they can't do anything with mutual fights. You're kidding. Right. But it's recorded, so there's, something has to happen because it's on it's on record. It's on that record. That it was clearly not a mutual fight. It was clearly not a mutual fight. So uh, the, a conservative protester was assaulted multiple times on camera as he tried to attend, um, tried to talk to attendees at the Trans Day of Visibility rally in Vancouver, Canada, while wearing a sign that uh, with the children cannot consent is not an anti-trans message. Billboard Chris, known for his counter-protesting liberal demonstrations across Canada and the U.S., said that he was assaulted a few times while interviewing the 100 rally attendees at the Granby Park event, had another successful day having conversations on this trans day of visibility. Um, point of view footage captured a transgender woman approaching him and barraging him It's a him dude. It's a dude. a stream of uh, curses and uh, this person becomes increasingly aggressive, inches closer, and you know what? Takes a man hand and strangles him yeah. with a man hand. Yeah. Not a girl hand, a man hand. The camera suddenly jerks out of Estes' hand as the person lunches. Just say the man, Leah. Well, I'm on Facebook. You're not allowed to misgender people on Facebook. I don't care. Get me kicked off of Facebook. Goodbye. No, it's a dude, come Leah. on. Well, it's then I can dude. say goodbye if you want to finish the story on Rumble. It's a dude. Michelle, okay. Goodbye, Rumble. Okay, goodbye, Facebook. <laughs> Michelle wants to be... I was actually wondering whether I should do this, but I know that like when we switch over to Rumble, then you usually go through a bunch of ads, and I wanted to finish this show. I know we get a little bit testy and a little bit... It, it seems personal to us, but I do want to keep the Facebook channel. And okay. I know that they make us a big All right, deal. You can use the person's name. I won't say it again. Okay. I'm happy to say what you're saying, okay, but not on Facebook, okay, for our Sunday show. 
Um, we had this discussion on whether we use they, them. I know. And it seems weak. It's, it is, it is incredibly weak, but we don't have a YouTube. So do you not want a Facebook? Right. <laughs> it's frustrating. Okay. It's really frustrating. You know, Di Silk brings people in on Facebook and says, come join me over here. I don't have a problem with that. Right. I'm trying to get, I, I we don't, how many people do we have watching on Facebook enough that we can just say goodbye? Not that many. We could say okay. goodbye. Let's say goodbye. Michelle wants to say what she wants to say. And we, and all the ads and everything can come over to Rumble. We just, it's just one button. It's just a button. All right, Facebook. I'm going to grab the link for the Rumble channel and I'm going to encourage you guys to come and join the chat over on Rumble so that we can continue our discussion uncensored. Because I don't like to have to censor myself and I don't want to have to call somebody a gender that they're not. And Facebook doesn't want me to call them a gender that they're not either. Clearly. Okay, so we're going to say goodbye to Facebook. We love you guys over there. All okay. right, now we can now I'm dude. allowed to speak it's freely a man about the cabin. man hand. Okay, it's a man with a man hand. Yeah. It's a dude. It's a dude. It's an absolute dude. There you go. It's an absolute dude. Okay. You can see that this is a man with a, and, and men, why is this, why is this important that this is a man? Because if this is a woman, he would not have been injured and thrown to the side. Right. This man threw this man. This is a, the other guy here with the Chris guy. He's a very big guy. He looks like a tall guy, right? To throw a, for a girl could not throw him. Yeah. This is a man with long hair. Right. Very violently getting in his face. Um, it says that, and then with, uh, the, the man's hands on another one, the two fall to the ground and a group of protesters and counter protesters jump in to break it up. Only after things become physical, did the police intervene? One police officer can even be seen laughing. Now this is a conversation he had with her. Uh, he had had some conversations with her and she is laughing. Um, and they have taken uh, New York post. Thank God is, is, um, covering this, covering this because nobody else was. So, um, get your hands off me. She screamed as the two toppled to the ground. And the second, uh, and it, it was the second time El Elston was assaulted on camera. Another video showed multiple people wearing hooded camouflage jackets and face coverings, grabbing at his camera and wiggling his big bo uh, billboard, which said children cannot consent to pu puberty blockers. I see Elston as a hero and, and really, um, drink a lot of attention has to been this. the behavior of the police here today they don't want to do anything yeah she thought it was a joke she thought it was he's got cut on his nose she didn't even want to look at your video when she did look at it twice she later said that she didn't even see it this other officer took down my information, Where's but they don't want to do anything Chris? about it. We've got the perpetrator on video. Chris, here? Nah. And there's nothing Look, they want to do. Road. What do you think Did about the fact that they're being so angry and violent just like a week after a transgender activist shot and killed some people in a Christian school? So these people are all mentally ill. But the police, man, I don't know what to say. It's just incredible, the state of Canada right now. You'd think that the cult of transgenderism had hired their own police force and brought them out today because they're doing nothing to protect us. They're just here to support these people. Now watch this. I have never heard. Have you ever heard of a mutual fight? Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Okay. People well, that's what fight she, mutually. Yes. That's a, as a legal term. No. She, well, this, yeah. I mean, I guess so. If it's, you know. They well, would both be punished if they were disturbing the peace for fighting each other. Listen, I... 
I love the police. My brother's a police officer. I respect law and order. I respect our charter of rights and freedoms. And I'm not trying to be a jerk to you earlier today. I don't think a lot of you understand what I'm actually representing and the seriousness of this situation. But it is what it is, I guess. I just, this is Canada and people shouldn't be allowed to assault people without consequence, you know? But the thing is, right, um, when we get into people's faces mm -hmm. and they get into our faces, it doesn't really matter who does the first push. It's considered a consensual fight. Consensual I fight. I didn't, no, no, you, that's, I didn't get into people's faces. I was first here for, I saw you, you weren't, very close to people. You weren't here. You weren't even here. I was, I came and walked, they, they surrounded I came, o I came over to your car. Yes, that first time, after. but the second time. They the second time you. what? Where you were pushed on the ground. Are you kidding me? I'd walk. We. I'd been walking away from them. Yeah, and they surrounded. To do an interview with him, they came close. I walked away okay. again to do the interview what with I'm him. What I'm saying is, at this point, maybe they you surrounded. Ask your brother, what a consensual fight! <laughs> is, right? Oh my gosh, this is unbelievable. I walked away from them three times. They were surrounding me. You all were doing nothing. A man um, yelled actually, at my. A man yelled in my ear from inches away. And I tried to get out of this situation where they're surrounding me while you guys do nothing and I immediately get punched in the face. And you're blaming me? And whoever punched you should be charged. Are you kidding me right now? This is, no, this is totally surreal. I cannot believe what I'm hearing. If Archie Blavosky held Amazing. up to um, a pro-lockdown person Amazing. and... Grabbed him by the throat. Totally the amazing. What do you think would have happened to Arthur Foglosky? Do you even know what, what, like, why are you behaving like this? Do you yeah, think I'm me. evil or something for having this position? Like, what's your problem? Yeah, you are females. And this should be an issue for you. This has nothing to do with you, okay? What That's happened? Right. I'm a female. It has nothing to do with me, this trans thing. No, no. Nothing to do I, with women. I'm talking to somebody else about something, okay? Oh, it doesn't, these conversations are pointless right now. You're trying to, now you're trying to insinuate that that was a mutual thing. Like, my gosh, mutual thing. I'd walked away from the crowd three times. They kept following me. Then they surrounded me from all sides, okay. started yelling in my ear from inches away while you all did nothing. And then when I can't even get out of that surrounding and I get punched in the face, I get pulled. You're telling me that's a mutual engagement? Yes, it is. <laughs> incredible. Right, you have the right not to be here either. It's incredible. Right? So, and I have the right to be here. Yep. Yeah, you yes, do. you do. Have you read this thing called the Charter of Rights and Freedoms? Yes, I have. Have you? Yes, I have. You should have. go home and read it again. Well, on whose orders are you guys acting on? Okay, you can stop it there. On whose orders are you guys acting on? So this is, this is, and go, wait, just before you switch that out, let me show them her picture again on the, um, this is her laughing when he gets thrown to the ground. Because she is saying, this is how the left works. Because you showed up. That's violence. That was you picking a fight. Right. And so if they come up and punch you in the face or pull well, you to the ground, throat punch. then um, that is your fault. Philip says, may God strike her down. James says, look at how she is smiling, the arrogant witch. And he literally calls her a witch. Um, yeah, that is unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So Candace on um, Rumble says the vil victim is guilty. 
Yeah, because he showed up. Salty Mama said, I'd lose my Jesus on her. Candace says it's a mocking spirit. Isa 10 says yes, um, yes to the mocking spirit. Uh, Wicked says both sides will use control to gain power. Life is more simple than what is prescribed. So one more video, since you guys are on a roll here with bad governments with us here. We have in New Zealand... Um, New Zealand minister is slammed for blaming white-sized men for violence. New Zealand's so-called violence prevention minister is taking heat after saying it's white-sized men who cause violence in the world. Wait, when you say, for our podcasters, when you say "sai," it's C-I-S, the cis, cis, whatever. You can say size. I don't care how you pronounce it. I just need to clarify that these are, this is okay, not... This is S-I-Z-E. Straight people. Ugh. Straight men. Go ahead and... She's on video here. Scroll down, please. Um, transgender ideologues stage a violent protest and shut down a women's right to demonstration. We played that last week uh, with Polly Parker or something. I am a prevention violence minister and I know who causes violence in the world. It is white cis men. Yeah. That is white cis men. White well, what is a woman? What is a woman? So trans are taonga. What's a woman? Trans women are women. Chow Māori was never so boring as binary. Yes. I am Tangata Whenua and I say transphobia is not welcome here. Yeah. So in her like I native New Zealand speech is saying there binary is uh, is boring and trans women are women and it's straight men that cause all the problems in the world and obviously it's not true because that trans guy uh, would take your head off. Very violent. And that's in New Zealand where they are absolutely insane. So insane. Um, I think that that's... And you notice how fervent they get in these violent. situations. Very you know, violent. But then if we get fervent or upset that they are mutilating children, mm -hmm. then we're just unstable. Yeah. Breaking news here. Dr. Asim Mala Malhotra. Huge breaking news. Unsafe and effective. Pfizer are going to court in a landmark case with global ramifications filed the high court of Pretoria, South Africa. So, so South Africa is taking Pfizer to court. International scientists and leading medical professionals have demanded urgent judicial review of Pfizer's mRNA COVID vaccine. Uh, he says, we did it. No, no retreat, no surrender. International scientists and leading medical professor professionals demand urgent cessation uh, secession of judicial review and judicial review of Pfizer's COVID vaccine products, which are argued to be unsafe and ineffective. In a landmark case filed J March 23rd in the High Court of Pretoria, South Africa, international scientists are taking Pfizer to court. In addition to setting out facts showing an unprecedented rise in vaccine injuries, the papers cite new real-world data analysis, which reveals an association with increasing death from both COVID and non-COVID causes in the vaccinated compared to the unvaccinated. Six-month data of Pfizer's own randomized controlled trial revealed almost 50% increases in death from any cause in the vaccinated 20 versus the unvaccinated 14. Global data is showing alarming signals and correlations between the administration of Pfizer's mRNA vaccine products. And you actually have this, um, I have a video here, this uh, British chick here, you guys know her? Um, what's her name? I forget it. Julia Hartley Brewer. She is coming out and apologizing for 
doing the same thing. Pierce Morgan came out last week and apologized. I was wrong. And now she is apologizing. Uh, there are big concerns about the COVID jabs now. Concerns about whether or not they should have ever been given uh, to an awful lot of people, uh, certainly at the younger age of the, uh, of the age spectrum. Uh, certainly, I always argued against children having them. Big question marks about whether anyone under 30 uh, should have had them. Uh, but certainly, there seems to be no, you know, evidence that over 70s uh, were certainly getting more protection. They were those who were most at risk from COVID. There is no doubt at all. There is more and more concern growing, and among doctors and medics and investigators, that there are concerns about the various different COVID jabs that people were given. Uh, concerns for pregnant women, uh, concerns uh, for uh, uh, many younger people, and particularly concerns we know with the younger men uh, having heart problems. Well, new study has shown, and this, by the way, is Office for National Statistics figures. This isn't some uh, someone you know a conspiracy theorist on the dark web showing that the risk of dying from heart issues was three and a half times higher among young women in the first three months after a single dose of the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. That's according to that new study. Well, let's talk about that with Jamie Jenkins. He's former head of health analysis at the Office for National Statistics. Good morning to you, Jamie. Good morning, Julia. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm not going to lie about this. You know, I've, I've, I'm happy to take a lot of grief from people when it comes to as things I've said about lockdown and COVID and, and, and jabs and the like. I get often told, like, oh, you're an apologist for the big farm and the jab companies. Um, I was very, very excited about those jabs coming, especially, especially for older people who were at risk from COVID. And, um, and I think a lot of the, the scare stories about the jabs earlier were not based on good data. There is more and more data coming out that suggests there is certainly something to look at. Let's go that far. I don't think people can query that. Something to look at when it comes to some of the data on particularly younger people having these jabs and the risks it gives to them, particularly when it relates to heart disease, isn't there? But we've always heard about this being an issue for men, particularly younger men. This is the first time I've seen a study about younger women. How concerned are you by this data? Yeah, so I think what I think you've started off by saying this is coming from the Office for National Statistics uh, and it's published on their website. There's some stuff in a journal as well. So it's kind of the first time we've seen a government agency, I suppose, so they're at arm's length to the government, but looking into this. And um, let me just explain what they've done then. So they've, at this stage, Julie, they've li literally focused on younger people, so aged 12 to 29 year olds. So they haven't looked at older age groups. There may be some work planned to do that. And, and what they've then looked at is they've done a study where They've looked at the rate of deaths kind of within 12 weeks of a vaccination and then compared compared that to kind of the longer term incidents. And if and if you get elevated deaths okay, in that, that first 12 weeks. OK, so young women in my whole life, I have never known a young woman to die of a heart anything. I've never known young men to die of a heart anything. And now it's coming out, oh, well, by the way, I'm sorry, post-vaccine, you died. Mm. We had treatment. Yeah. They, 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 um, they, what is that? Scuffled the treatment. Okay, scuttled. They scuttled the treatment. Because Pfizer wanted to make billions of dollars. Right. Pfizer executives and all these Pfizer people are going to burn in hell. Okay? Pfizer will be the next Nazi Germany. Mm. These executives at Pfizer are no different than the guys who made the gas that burned that that gassed the Jews. Yeah. Because they knew, right, that there was effectual treatment and they lied that it stopped transmission, right? 
They they blatantly lied. So, you know, we're told that we can't say certain things be, like about ivermectin or you, we'll just stick with ivermectin for now. Hydroxychloroquine. Because if, okay, for example, Dr. Eric Naputi told people just take some vitamin D yeah. and that will really help because a lot of people that have low vitamin D are suffering worse from COVID than those yeah. that don't. And now he's being sued for millions and millions he's of dollars. He's being sued because people, like because they're saying that people would put faith in something that doesn't work. Right. And yet they told everyone, mm -hmm. everyone around the world that the COVID vaccines, vaccines, stopped transmission. They said, you need to get this if you don't want to kill grandma. Mm -hmm. Because, and that's why people that aren't vaccinated, even to this day, a lot of people aren't allowed to travel into other countries because they're still somehow peddling the lie that being vaccinated stops transmission. At best, at best, it lessens your symptoms. But here's the problem with it lessening your symptoms. Then you're going around because you're acting like it's everything is fine and you're infecting everybody else. They completely lied everybody who died in the united states during the delta um that delta spread because of some sort of um um uh, like a frankenstein thing that happened with all the people getting the vaccine yeah and they were told to go out in public and they were spreading COVID was under control the vaccine killed people because they were spreading COVID via the vaccine but guess what even those people didn't need to die because there was treatment even for the Delta. Yeah. The, nobody Good needed treatment. to die. No one needed to die. And then back to the Trump thing, right? Yeah. Nobody knows anybody's heart. And yes, you can... Listen, I see. I saw the comments earlier, and God bless all y'all. They're not even watching on Facebook anymore. But, like, Trump can repent on his own. He doesn't have to do it publicly. I repent on my own. No, 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 Aim small, miss small, man. Aim big, miss big. Do you know? Here's the thing. You guys don't understand what repentance is. You guys confess your sins before others. No, here's the thing. The repentance Catholics, is to turn and go in the opposite direction. There's this part in the Bible, and I know y'all need to need a little bit more to read the Bible. Bring forth fruits of repentance, worthy of repentance. Show me Show you me. have repented. Yeah. When you, it says, let a thief steal no more. And let him repay. Repay what? Seven times. Seven times. When you're the president of the United States or former president of the United States and then also running for office a second time, you don't get to do the closet repentance thing, man. Well, that doesn't mean you've repented. Well, exactly. If, because you haven't repaid. You haven't done you anything an to make recompense. Amazing Grace is it was a song written by a guy who was a slave ship owner or slave, slave ship captain. runner, captain. He didn't understand that he was part of the problem. Right. When God opened his eyes, opened his eyes. to running those slaves and how evil it was. Right. It almost killed him. John Newton? Yeah. Is that his name? I, yeah, I think so. Something like that. Um, he went about bringing fruit worthy of repentance yeah he became a min minister he uh became an abolitionist John Newton, yeah. and um he you don't need to live with the with shame mm -hmm. 
but you have to face it to you get to the to other make side. Make it right as best as you can. You have to try to make Bring it right. Bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. Show me your faith by your works. Faith that works is dead. You can't say, "Well, God's forgiven me." I have. I I know. I know a girl who. I would be fine if Trump came out and said, "I repent. God's forgiven me." That would be enough for me. Even but, if he didn't try to make it better, just saying, "I repent. I was in the wrong. God's forgiven me." I'd be fine with that. But I I but I that, would still say that he hasn't he hasn't felt the weight of what he's done wrong. Yeah. No. Have way. you ever had your? This is like saying this that your parents were stupid when they say, "Go to your room and think about what you've done," mm -hmm. and come out. When you can explain to me what you've done wrong. And let's see. And that you're so, sorry for what you've done. When we put Trump on a explain pedestal. Explain to me what that you've says done that wrong. He, has to, he can do things in a way that other people. Like, what, he can what you're saying secretly. is that Trump can get away with things that everybody else can't because he's tr before, for the greater good. And I would dis we would disagree on that. How would it be for the greater because good? Because it's not for the greater good if he doesn't repent. It's not for the greater good for the January 6th people. It's not for the greater good for the people that have lost their loved ones already. It's not for the greater good for the people that are going to continue to lose their, lose their loved ones. Whose greater good is it? Is it actually for? Just that Trump gets in office? Honestly, I don't want somebody in office that's not repentant. I don't want somebody in office that's not fighting for the January Sixers. I don't want somebody in office that's still saying that the jab is okay because I'm supposed to trust that he plays 4D chess. And the last thing I'm going to say on this is I'm not just going to put my faith in Trump and say, but he knows stuff that I don't know, because guess what? He doesn't I'm an American citizen, and I know more stuff than Trump does right now. Yeah. You know more stuff than Trump does right now. And so we as the American people, if we, he, he, he is supposed to represent us. Right now he's not really a representative, but he's a representative of the mega movement and a lot of people around the world, not just here in America. He represents us. And so if we don't put the pressure on him and tell him what he's supposed to here, say here. as our representative. Would you bring this up real quick? Because then what are we doing? We It's not trust Trump. It's trust God that God speaks through okay. us and then we direct Trump on what he's supposed to so do to represent us. So we have us. to hold Trump to the same um, standard. standard as we do other people that we don't like, don't right. we? So Neil Oliver has in his... He's angry at Pierce Morgan and Julia yeah, because they came out and said, well, we didn't know. They told us the vaccine um, worked. They told us that it um, prevented transmission. Right. And his monologue, we'll play a little bit of it and we'll head out, says ignorance is no defense. Repentance means uh, you come up and say, you know what? I should have known better about Dr. Fauci. We did. We, in the very beginning, we had to, we were like, dude, this Fauci guy's awesome. Look at this. Like in the very beginning, we were looking at the Chinese videos and the people falling over and this only lasted like a week. And well, and I think we started to weeks, kind of to sense like, wait was a minute, a, something's wrong. I with knew this that Fauci the lockdowns guy. needed to happen. I remember saying on air, I really like this Deborah Burks lady. I know. We had to repent. I repented. I came to you guys. I'm so sorry. I had to repent for fear, for spreading all the, the stuff on fear because my exactly. mom almost went to the hospital because she was so afraid. Everybody over 65, everybody over 60, everybody over 60, everybody over 60. So, And she literally had a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the most terrifying things of my life. Because and whose fault was the panic attack? The information. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. Okay, now go ahead and play this. Ignorance, no, def no, no defense. This is a perfect clip for segue for this. I have a confession to make. 
some of the confession is already out there, having dripped through what I've said on here over the weeks and months just past, but I should be more frank. For most of my life I was unaware and therefore silent about so much that's wrong. Events unfolded and I was too busy in my own little world. I missed what was happening for much too long, but not knowing is not enough. Ignorance is no defence. Just the other day, someone mentioned really The good. West Wing, the US drama series about the fictionalised goings-on in the White House. I watched episodes of that show more than once over the years. We have the box set. Now I can't look at it at all, and I doubt if I will ever look at it again. Sounds like a silly detail in the scheme of things, but The West Wing is one of many trivialities I can no longer bear, because each is a reminder of a bigger problem. The West Wing belongs to that time when I took it for granted, just as a for instance, that a Democrat White House meant the good guys. But that was then, and this is now. It's not just the West Wing, of course. There are whole piles of movies and TV shows I can't look at now because the sight and sound of them makes me cringe mm. with the memory of my naivety and my downright dumbness during the years when I enjoyed them. Admitting naivety and dumbness is a damned hard bullet to chew. So much of what's wrong in the world is moving faster and faster. But all those neoliberal stooges in their tiny, tiny suits with their good hair and hundred grand wristwatches, the ones that all went to the same sort of schools and belonged to the same sort of private clubs that were mentored by the same elderly ghouls and so have the same connections to the same transnational entities and corporations. All those identical placemen and women pretending to care about equality and diversity while focused only and always on playing their parts in securing yet more wealth and power for others like themselves. All of them are running scared now, and for good reason. The internet helped them enormously. Indeed, the grab for power and mountains of cash during the past three years would not have been possible without it. But the internet is a double-edged sword, and double-edged swords are sharp on both sides. Never before have so many of us had access to so much information about all that's going on. Those neoliberals, those neo-feudalists like to brand everything that doesn't help their cause as misinformation. But they would say that, wouldn't they? More and more of us have rumbled them, though, those proto-tyrants and many dictators, and they know it. And it's already too late for them to put the genie back in the lamp. And so all they can do is take more and more liberties, pass more and more legislation to let them build the walls they hope will protect them. Protect them from us. Okay. It's like a supermarket sweep as they hurt. We all have to admit sometimes to being dumb, to being <laughs> ignorant, to making mistakes, yeah, it's hard. to waking up and how beautiful this whole thing has led um, there. You know, if I were Trump, I'd say, you know, we needed a global reset and we're going to get a global reset and God's going to give us a global reset. And I'm really sorry that I was head of this. I'm sorry that I went along with these guys, but I'm not sorry that they're exposed because of it. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. I like it. Okay. So we have a couple giveaways. Today's the last day. Yes. OBE. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so we had on Vicky Natale this week, um, and I didn't know that she was going to do this, and she was like, listen, from now through Sunday, anybody that makes a purchase um, with promo code RC on Organic Bodies, Body Essentials, let me pull that up real quick, will be entered into the chance to win a $150 gift card. So, yeah, so, yeah, it's this is a really great deal for you guys because your mm -hmm. odds are pretty in your favor. Yeah, because there's not that many people that, that make these purchases. Mm -hmm. I would say, like, 10, mm -hmm. right? 
And so like after a program like that, so it's like a one in 10 chance of winning $150 gift card. And then what I would encourage you to do is to get the CBD tincture. Yeah. Try it on yourself and your family, anybody who has arthritis, because Michelle literally, she doesn't even need it every day. Her hip is kind of a little bit wonky and Jesus name it's not. But when she takes that for a few days, at least almost up to a week, the pain is immediately gone. Like she'll be in the, she'll be like, oh my gosh, upstairs. Like crying because I haven't so used it in like a week and a half, and I'm fine today. So I'm it's totally not something fine. that you need every day. And so I encourage you guys, if you've got friends or family that have chronic pain, here's the thing: just try it, okay? So yeah. you can save uh, some money there by using the promo code. And then um, it, this is going to go for a couple more days. If you guys want to come to Old School Survival Boot Camp, yes, okay. Uh, send us. How are they entering? So. You're going to go to, uh, you're just going to send me an email the, because the, our website is down. I know. Normally I have you guys go to the website. Oh, and I sure enter. hope it's up by tomorrow after we get up with Scott. If we have that interview with Scott. It'll be up tomorrow. Okay. It'll be up by tomorrow. The website should be up by tomorrow. Um, just send me an email to massfate33 at gmail.com and just say giveaway. It's a giveaway for a whole family pass. Two adult tickets and like three kids. Yeah. To come to the old school survival boot camp. We really want you guys to come. It's May 12th to the 14th, Hawking Hills, Ohio. It's not only beautiful up there. If you do come, try to schedule at least an extra full day to do some hiking there. It's really because fitting. it's it's the it's the number one destination in Ohio. Yeah, but even if even if you don't win, we do have a promo code for uh, twelve dollars off per 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 person. Yes. O S S N twenty three. O S S N. I think it's old school survival nation 23. This is the year yeah. of 23. So, and then of course my pillow, our sponsor. So our they, show. they have their sheets are on or no, their towels are on sale right now for the, the 29 99. That's as low as they ever go. Yeah. Um, for the six piece towel set. Mm -hmm. Every single time I use that towel, it's like my it's favorite legit towel. The best towel. And this is what I say about my pillow. Okay. You, you don't, you're all, everyone needs a pillow. Everyone needs a towel. Everyone needs sheets, unless you're, I don't know. And I think the sheets are still on closeout right now. Live in um, uh, your, I don't know. But here's, a, if if you need them, or if your family needs them, just buy them from my pillow. Use promo code RC. That's what we tell people. And they've got the new one. So I the always slip my pillow. The pillow, the 2.0. They're buy one, get one free right now. You guys, get the my pillow and see if it works. See if it really does stay cool. I'm actually curious. I haven't gotten one it's yet. It's supposed to be climate controlled, but they're but at the buy one, get one free. I don't think that you can go. The mattress wrong toppers. With that. Michelle has a mattress topper. I love my mattress it's, topper. It's literally like sleeping on air. Um, and the Giza sheets are buy one, get one free. Yeah, that's a big deal. And then mm. the coffee. And like then the coffee. Everyone that we talk to. Um, Give your uh, liberal family members. So this is really they'll, cool. They'll They're, have to drink it. So you sign up. You save fifty percent on the coffee with the promo code, but then you also get a free Go Anywhere My Pillow. Oh, cool. With this with, with a, a coffee subscription. Cool. And then um, the all season slippers are still on closeout sale, and the That's percal cost. sheets are still at. So we don't make any. Um, what is it called? My pillow doesn't make any money like on those right now. They're but. at complete cost. So go, I think there's there's a limit on those of 10. Mm -hmm. um, and this is what I would encourage you guys to do. Get a size up on yeah. the slippers. They run a little snug. Mm -hmm. If And it's, if you're, because I like if to wear in socks. between sizes, yeah. If you like to wear socks with your slippers, for sure. But the all season, if you're going to wear them barefoot, then you. Then just, you probably can yeah. do your regular size. But I'm just thinking about socks. I'm a socks person. I always wear socks. Um, so yeah, I, I'm totally digging everything that they've got on sale right there at my pillow. All right. So this week on Wednesday, I think we're going to finish the second half of, uh, the origins of the premillennial rapture, 
dispensationalism um, kind of theology. We're going to take the dispensational premillennial rapture out um, and kind of discuss that because that is that's the one that's discussed in the Left Behind series and in how Lindsay's the late great planet Earth. And that's kind of the one that most people don't quite quite know what they subscribe to. Um, I want to show you guys something real quick uh, on the best way to watch the Revelation Red Pill. So Brighteon. go to Brighteon, on, go to the Resistance Chicks channel on Brighteon, and then click on Playlist. Mm -hmm. And so in the playlist are the Revelation Red Pill. There's the Revelation Red Pill Academy mm -hmm. and then the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. um, I think I need to put last week's up here still, but they will. it starts with episode one. And then on the right-hand side, so this is very similar to YouTube, okay? Um, they, this way you can just click play mm -hmm. and then go through the whole series. Mm -hmm. So that's to me the best way to watch the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays if you're trying to start from the beginning is to go there. And I, I do need to remind myself to go back and add last week's um, to it. But f finish on what you're going to talk about this week. Um, we're just going to talk about the origins of where this kind of came from. We What we did last week was, I think, highly educational and really fun. Um, we didn't really pick a side per se, but we wanted to talk about uh, how people and Christians and the church has viewed uh, the millennial, the thousand year reign or the return of Christ from um, basically right after Jesus ascended until um, about the 17th, 1700s. We're going to go from the 1700s on, okay, and kind of talk about Darby, the Plymouth Brethren, C.I. Schofield, and then on a little bit, if we have some time, um, <laughs> into some of the modern uh, takes on it. But we're going to break down a the dispensationalism. We're going to break down um, what what do you believe? Why do you believe it? Uh, what, are, what are the scriptures behind it? And just have a discussion about it. And it doesn't have to be a debate, but uh, just kind of discussion of where these things came from and the facts um, kind of behind how these things, how these ideas originated. So the um, Revelation Red Pill has been one of the greatest things that we have ever done. And what I mean by that is the feedback that we have had from you guys mm -hmm. is overwhelming and humbling to me at times. You guys are sending us messages saying, I'm binge watching this. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, I'm going back and I'm watching them multiple times. Yeah. And I absolutely, I, I'm so grateful mm -hmm. that you guys are so supportive. You're like, I'm looking forward to Wednesdays. It's my favorite day of the week. I to hear that is just hearing to me, from somebody blows my mind. from Belgium who actually knows David Sorson. Yeah. And has been following him and has been binge watching, watched the entire Revelation Red Pill Academy, he's like, this is, I know this is right now. Cause yes. you went line by line. Uh, verse Some by people verse. have wavered. Like I've heard this before. Yeah. Wasn't really convinced mm -hmm. revisiting, watching revelation red pill Wednesdays. And now yeah. I'm just like, I'm hooked. Uh, there was a question in the chat real quick. I want to just take you guys through the process. When Leah refers to the tincture that I'm, that I'm using, go to obe.organicbodyessentials.com, mm -hmm. obe.organicbodyessentials.com. All of this is in the description of every video that we do. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can click on, there's two different links because of legalities with the CBD oils versus her face products. So um, go to obe.organicbodyessentials.com, shop all products, extreme terpene tinctures, okay? And if you go back and you watch our interview with her this past week, we break down all of this. And so they're all right there. Use promo code chicks or no, 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 no. Promo code RC mm -hmm. and you will save 
5%. So there was a question in the chat I wanted to address really quick before we moved on. But um, so there you go. Now, again, the webs our website is down. It will come back up. Thank you guys for all of your patience on all of that. And again, thank you to Wicked Psyched who became our very first Rumble subscriber supporter at $5 a month. So that's really um, cool. I, I'm going to answer this question with just a, a book recommendation. Mark asks on um, in the email, massway33 at gmail.com. Um, we do read all of those. I don't always I've get a chance to reply. I've been watching your, Rev read your Red Pill series. Very good stuff. I just started going through the book of Revelation again. It is much different experience after some of the teaching from the two of you as well as your guests. Thank you. If I'm understanding correctly, uh, you all teach that the majority of events spoken of in Revelation have already occurred. Is that correct? From what I can determine is that the book of Revelation was written after AD 70 and the destruction of the temple. The plain reading I was using, NIV, of the first three chapters makes sense that it would happen soon. Soon is mentioned several times in those chapters. That is as far as I've read. So who was this written to and for what purpose if it was not written until after the destruction of Jerusalem? Please help me understand. I have never... Uh, had strong opinions on end times any particular way. The things you state in the series make sense. Um, in our, our our Revelation Red Pill Academy, um, I believe I did a whole, I think, didn't I do a whole, um, it's called Before Jerusalem Fell, right there on the right. I got it. I got it so this book here by Ken Gentry is, Ken Gentry's like doctorate dissertation. He lays out irrefutably irrefutably that the and and this is strange to me that um that that scholars go with um uh, it's one source i believe it's eusebius and it's a, a uh that says that it was written after uh but and forgive me because uh, uh, you're wait, all over let me finish let, let, me just, let me just let me just throw this out there let me break it down real simple if the book of Revelation is written after AD 70, then it is not, uh, then it does not apply to AD 70 and everything that Leah and I are talking about is a moot point and we're wrong. The only way that, that anything that we're saying works is if the book of Revelation was written prior to AD 70. Now, there's only one source that has it having written after AD 70, and there's a whole host of evidence showing why it absolutely was written prior to AD 70, probably in AD 65. AD 64, 65. Okay. And so that's why it's really, really important. You've got somebody like Mark here going, but wait a minute, I'm buying everything that you're saying, but everything that I'm reading, because uh, dispensationalism has taken over everything, is saying that it's it's written after AD 70. And the reason why they're saying it has to be written after AD 70 is because they need to make sure that what we're teaching is suppressed. Yeah. And it's called Before Jerusalem Fell by uh, Ken Gentry is a book. Ken Gentry lays this out perfectly. It is irrefutable that the book was written before AD 70. And um, again, you open up your Bible and it gives a date of AD 90 or AD 80. AD 85. John you know exiled on the Isle of Patmos that dude was? is writing this book. Well, there's a source that says that after that the book of Revelation was in circulation and John the Baptist or John the Revelator was on horseback Going from church to church like to church to church riding. to church at a circuit riding. So you're going to tell me that Mr. 85-year-old uh, and the book of Revelation was already in circulation 
already in circulation. So he would have had to be like 105 or to, to have this book already in circulation. You're saying 85. If it was written in 80, 85. Right. He would have been how old? Well, if it was already in circulation, let's give 10 years. Yeah. He would have had to be at least 95 years old, maybe 100, going around, you know, to all. It, 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 that's one. And he breaks down even the one source that is used is um, not right. So anyways, I have a whole book. On, there's a whole book on it. And what I was going to say was you have to, I have to apologize. My friend, Catherine, she has this iron <laughs> gate over her brain. Okay. I have short term memory. So what I have to do when I go to do these shows for you, redo all the research, I have to go and reread refresh. them and refresh them in my memory because I've read Ken Gentry's book. I know all the facts. I have them written down in a blog. I did a whole series on it, but my brain only has so much, uh, what is it called? Computer space. Yeah. And so in order to bring that, all that information to the surface, all I have to do is open it up, read a few things, boom, 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 boom. It all comes to the back to the, to the front. So I'm, that's going to happen in, on another date. We're going to date the book of revelation, but, um, I'm not asking you to take my word for it. So beautiful. Let's do a screen share. If you guys are curious about this and you want a, just to, somebody to walk you through. So let's go to Re Revelation Red Pill Academy number seven. It's actually video number eight in the playlist on yeah. Brighton, but it's called Revelation Red Pill Academy number seven. When was the book of Revelation written? And we did a whole show on this and we will break it down. I can prove it to you beyond a shadow of a doubt. So there you go. All right. James has another super show, ladies. Thank you, James. You're awesome. Um, wow. I need to catch up on your Wednesday shows. Yes, Candace, you need to catch up on Wednesday shows. We've already done six episodes, which some of those are broken down into other, like part one and part two. So they're, so they're multiple actual videos, but six episodes there. Um, so anyway, I think that, I think that's we're it. Good. We're good. I think we're good. I think we've covered all of our bases. We will see you guys Wednesday night, 7.30 PM Eastern standard time. We're going to be on with Scott Kesterson this week. Um, I don't know when that's actually going to air, but just keep looking for Podbean for the our interview with him to to air. It's going to be really, I promise you, it's going to be a rocking show. I don't know. Do we have anybody that we have on this week? Any interviews that we have scheduled this week? I don't know. I don't think we do, but I want to let you all in a we little do, what secret. What about Jancy? Dr. Jancy? Oh, we do. Okay, so let's do that. Let me, let me, let me tell you what day you can come back on. I think that, that's Thursday probably. Um... We are going to have, you guys are not going to want to miss this. What day is that? Oh, it's Tuesday. Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to have on Dr. Jancy Lindsay, and she spoke at the Remdesivir event that we did. Mm -hmm. We stayed overnight at her house one night when we were trying to get to the airport, and we spent time with her and her husband. This woman is phenomenal she is a so she's she's a doctor but she's not an md doctor per se she does um molecular science i think is that right leah yeah and she, so she will break down like the viruses she will break down all she's um is she an epidemiologist is that what she is no she's a biologist a molecular biologist a, something like yeah. that Anyway, clearly because I don't even know what she is exactly. She's more, far more intelligent than me, but she has t she is like a dog with a bone. 
yeah. on this thing. I mean, she is not letting go. She lives down in Texas. Her family is just absolutely incredible. So you don't want to miss that episode. That will be live. So you'll be able She's to ask her questions. She's a toxicologist and molecular, molecular biologist. Bi I, I said molecular She's biologist. a PhD. Yes, she's a PhD doctor. Mm -hmm. um, so do not miss that episode on Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hopefully the website will be up by then. But if not, just check us out on Rumble and you'll be able to tune in live. All right, you guys, we love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, Tuesday night, 8.30, Wednesday night, 7.30, Friday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on brighteon.tv and then following up right here on Rumble and then every Sunday for our world news program. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. And if you have, shoot us a line, send us your letters, P.O. Box 107, Milford, Ohio, 45150. If you do send us your letters, we will read them on air unless otherwise noted because we want to share what you guys have with the world. All right, you guys, God bless. We'll see you next time. i